Welcome to the future. My name is Fred the Robot. This is Future Aero Podcast. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Futurero Podcast, and today we have a special guest, Daniel, aka Flo. What's up, man? What up, man? Uh, I'm glad to be on here. You know, uh, it's good to have other people to talk to when you're uh, doing a podcast. It's been a minute. You know, the last couple of lives of mine, I've been by myself. So, uh, and then I had the issue where, for whatever reason, IG was just hating on me and was not letting me get on people on there. So it's good to see people and talk to them, you know? So thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, I know you're, and you're super busy with with work and the family, and you have your own podcast. Uh, I mean, how was your day? <laughs> uh pretty slow day. Um, you know, I mean, Tuesdays are not the they're they're a little pretty chill. Um, had a couple of meetings in there mainly through Zoom, so you know, I'm on the Zoom thing all day. Uh, but it's funny because uh, there's a old old uh, neighbor that we used to have uh, across. Uh, our building she's like literally a cat lady bro like she loves to collect cats but she moved away right she comes back every single day to find cats and take them back to where she's from you know and every day she's like hey uh can i uh can i go in she i guess they set up a trap under the basement and she's like can i go and check i'm like sure you know but she wants me to go out because i i guess she feels uncomfortable like she's the only one there you know and uh dude she gave me a hundred bucks I was oh, like, really? do that. Yeah, I was like, you don't need to do that. He's like, yeah, because I've been coming, you know, every every day, and I know I'm kind of bugging you, and I'm like, dude, you don't need to give me any money, but I don't even know. Like, she, she was slick about it. He's like, oh, here, take this, you know, it's for your daughter, but she put it in an envelope, right? He's like, oh, it's it's for her to color or whatever. So I opened it up, and it was a bill, bro. I was like, damn. Yeah, the nice ass coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll take it. Under the Dollar Tree. Yeah. So that's my highlight of the day, man. What about you guys? What you guys do? Pretty good, bro. I need to go back to this cat lady, man. We can't just get to do this, man. I need to know more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. How many cats does she have? What do you want to know? (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I'm not gonna lie. She probably has at least ten to fifteen cats. Holy shit! They're not even her. They're not even her. So what she does, right? What she does is she, so then we have another neighbor over here who, who, uh, you know, you know, how cats are, they're always fucking right. They're always, they're always having, you know, babies and whatnot. And, um, the, so what she does, she gets the cats and she spays them and neuters them. Right. And then those cats, she takes them home with her. So she was feeding them. For, she literally, you literally see her down, down the, the alley feeding, feeding like, uh, all the cats, like literally this is cat lady, bro. Like not even kidding you, you know, it's nuts, bro. It kind of reminds me, did you guys see the movie, ever see the movie Jeepers Creepers? Yep, yep. You ever seen Jeepers Creepers 1? Where they're running yep. away from the from the creeper and then they, they encounter yeah. the crazy-ass cat lady? Yes. I remember her, yep. That yeah. movie was hella traumatizing for some reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> that movie was hella traumatizing for some reason. Yeah. Like hella little and I remember watching that shit. It's just, it's just a, I don't know, man. It's one of my favorite ones to so go back and just watch. It's a classic, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I was it's like, scary. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, fuck, man. You know, the ending was fucking nuts. Yeah, that, was a, that was a horrible ending. I mean, I did not expect that. Yeah, the brother's eyeballs were gone. 
For real. For real. Yeah, that crazy that cat lady. Would you say she's a cat lady or a crazy cat lady? No, nah, she's a really nice lady. It's crazy because she's Japanese, right? But she speaks like the best Spanish ever. Like she's probably speaks it better than I do. So when I first met her, I was like, how does she know Spanish? I mean, you know, like I, I couldn't tell what she was. I was like, she looks Asian, but she's speaking perfect Spanish. You know? Hey, have you seen in Japan they have like the lowrider culture? Like hella, yeah, yeah. Going hella crazy out there. I'm trying to I'm trying to check that shit out. <laughs> yeah, they have a, a cholo culture out there, huh? It's funny yeah. how that started because uh it was from uh Chicano rap, actually. You know how a lot of those artists used to go over there and tour? So that's how it started. They 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 would go out there, you know, they would see them, and then from there it just kind of stayed over there, you know. It's the music, it's like yeah. it's a different energy, you know. Yep, like Mr. Capone, Mr. Criminal, all those guys. Definitely. Yep. Wow. They went over there and yeah, that's that's how it started. Who's your favorite uh, Chicano rapper? I think it depends on the era. It depends on, you know, also like time period too. When I first started listening to Chicano rap, it was obviously Little Rob. But then uh, I think uh, I became like a real like criminal fan. That was my guy, my like my go-to music, you know, especially when my car, even when I, when I was in college, first early years of college, I was bumping Mr. Criminal, you know, like, blasting it through like you know the campus you know people were like i remember uh uh like even having a shaved head right back in college and like long socks and the dickies and whatever even had a lowrider bike too back in the day Uh, i remember there was this one day where i was waiting for for uh for class and i was just kicking it by the wall right i had my my foot against the wall like the typical cholo look you know and some some girl was just like straight looking at me and she's like damn cholos can make it a college too that's crazy was she also raza or no you know <laughs> and i was like i guess you know yeah yeah, she was raza. yeah i mean there was a lot of raza there so like obviously like i i they they they, they got it you know like they understood you know that was coming from but but it was also like a damn like like it was almost like they were shocked that i was there you know uh but it is what it is, you know. I mean, it, it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Chicano rap obviously bangs. I mean, we have some fucking banger tracks. Uh, how? Why do you guys think it never like really caught on mainstream? I mean, it did really well underground. Like in the Bay Area, we really didn't have Chicano rap. Like I first heard of a little Rob because someone had it on their iPod, and I'm like, oh, this shit slaps. But other than that, I would have no idea who it was, you know. Yeah, I would say the reason why I never took off is because it was very uh, specific, you know, like the terminology and the music. It was catered towards a specific group as opposed to other hip hop, you know, where it's predominantly black, obviously, right? Uh, even like, you know, non-black kids were able to to like debunk that. And Chicano rap was just even even with, with Rasa, a lot of Rasa didn't bump it. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, even down here in South, down South, a lot of fools were like, nah, I don't want to bump that shit. That shit is whack, you know, like, or like, that's just for paisas, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. You would hear from other raza saying that shit. To me, it, it was really cool because it gave me an identity. Like, it made me, like, feel validated that other people that look like me could actually go out there and, and do the same shit, you know. And this is during a time where I was growing up, you know, in, in early 2000s or whatever. And there was a lot that black and brown tension. I don't know if you guys remember, probably you guys are a little too young for that, but in the prisons and the streets, like there was a lot of that shit going mm-hmm. on. So, you know, my school was mainly, mainly Rasa. I mean, so you, 
you, you never really had it, but, you know, I remember um, seeing it with like family members, you know, getting jumped and shit like that. So we had, had that, that to me, it was like, okay. Like, you know, this, it almost made me feel like, okay. Well, if I'm going to do something like this is my pump up music, you know what I mean? Like, so that's why I, I felt connected to it at that, at that time. But, you know, obviously, you know, you grew out of it and, you know, some shit you still bump, obviously, but for the most part, I mean, you know, I'm not listening to it as, as like I used to, you know what I mean? So, yeah, because you're in the Bay Area, man. It, like, it was associated a lot with like Sureño culture. So, if you got caught hearing that, you know, they would assume that you bang blue when up here is nothing but north, you know? Uh, so, I mean, I would bump it, but I bump it like on the low key, you know? I wouldn't bump it yeah, for friends and shit. Turn the volume down whenever you saw. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually listening to Baby Bash. You know, I'm not listening to. <laughs> Did you guys ever listen to uh, Sir Dino? I know he was like the thing over there in uh, the central in Central Cali. He was in like a Northside rapper. What was his name? Sir Dino. And, no, and I never heard of him. I gotta check him out. And uh, and, uh, and I think it was a uh, Dark Room Familia too. That they had like a label. Mm, yeah, I think I heard of those guys. They made they made Dark like movies too. Yeah, they made movies too. Like that dude actually he comes out. I don't know if you guys have ever seen um uh the Tony uh A the Wizard podcast, the Rodian Radio. Yeah, you I catch it? it a couple times. Yeah, so he comes out in one of his episodes, he talks about that. That dude oh. is like a he's like a pastor now. He he went to jail and he's like a pastor now. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I didn't really get exposed to that much music like that, like growing up until like later, later on, until like I just start searching shit up on my own, you know. It's like I want to listen to some like Chicano music, some Chicano rap and shit like that, you know. Like I like I started listening to Woody recently, or like probably like within the within the last year or something like that. He's like a NorCal rapper too. Oh, okay. Right. He's a like like straight up Norteño rapper. <laughs> Yeah, really? I've never heard of them. Shoot in my way, you know. I mean, I don't mind checking it out, you know. Yeah. Obviously, back yeah. then I was like, I wouldn't bump that shit either down here, you know. But yeah, honestly, I don't know. I, I just really like the, you know, the sample, the use of sampling that they did, all that, like the beats and the producing and all that shit was fucking crazy. And like, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool for that. And I feel like that whole beef too has kind of died down. You know, I know there's a lot more unity with even with even in the prisons too. Like there's they're getting along together more, you know, they're working together more. And even on the streets, I mean, like, at least for me, you know, growing up, you can kind of tell who was a banger, who wasn't a banger. Today, I can't tell. I guess it's all the Edgar kids, you know what I mean? But I can't really, I can't really tell other than that. I mean, you know, these look ridiculous, but, you know, they're bangers and shit, you know, but back in the day, it was, okay, that was a banger. Or at least he looks like one. And today, like, you know, I, I can't tell. So what do, they, do those guys bang or do they just hang around listening to Corridos Tumbados? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I feel like they mostly do is just hang around. and. Well, there's I think there's there's those kids because the reason why I know this is because I have a younger uh, brother-in-law. He's 18 and he's always showing me like videos of kids, you know, who like who are dressed like that, right? With that haircut. And they got the, they got the cut cool haircut, pants, you know, and they're showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I think the difference now between these kids and the kids back then is that these kids are getting into black gangs 
as opposed to to the bangers mm. that we had before they were more into like you know chicano gangs or rasa gangs or whatever you want to call it so these dudes and a lot of them are rappers too right so they're getting a lot of a lot of a lot of, a lot of play or whatever or they're getting more known you know for example takashi whatever i mean that dude i mean isn't he like mexican or puerto rican or something like that yeah right and he was in you know a blood or whatever so yeah, lot, lot, something yeah. like that huh you seen a lot more of that and so there's like this there's a combination of um you know these two people whatever getting together but i mean i can't tell you know what i mean i also live in an asian neighborhood so i can't tell anyway i mean you don't really see them here so yeah we grew up like we grew up yeah we grew up in asian Asian city like oh yeah (laughs) so yeah we're kind of like we're not really exposed i mean it was like yeah we're in the city right next to san francisco okay but when we were younger we were like right in san francisco so it's weird but I would say, yeah, it was like really like a like a Filipino neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, but then there was Filipino gang. There was Filipino cliques yeah. in our city. Too. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and then there were integrated, like you say, you know, it'd be like a Mexican Filipino gang. You know, yeah. like, like a mixed gang. Uh, so it's just, it's a uh, looking back at it, it's kind of a trip, you know. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So it's uh definitely. Definitely, you know, definitely different up here in the, in the Bay Area. Um, but does that still go pretty hard out there? The the whole cholo culture in LA, or no? I don't. I, you don't see it like at least I don't. I can't tell. I can't tell. You know who? Like I said, who's a banger? And I mean, you see, you know, you still see graffiti, obviously, you know, in areas like that. But, but you know, all the dudes that that were my age when I was, you know, involved in that kind of crap. Um, either they either dead or they're in jail or I, I don't see those people you know so I, I don't know i don't know they just fell off huh <laughs> they just fell yeah, off pretty much you know yeah so i can't tell who who's you know the, the look there was there was this one day dude i got so pissed because i was walking my dog right and i got a little mini pincher you know so but i had like I, it's funny because uh, he's got like one of those like metal chains right so he looks like a little mini hard ass dog right so i'm mocking i'm mocking him you know around the block and there's this this is one church that's where I, where I live that's like full of all veteranos, you know, they all go there, you know, like it's all like all cholos that, that kind of hang out there, you know, so I was walking and then I heard somebody bumping, um, I think it was Mac 10, right. They were in a car bumping Mac 10, smoking pot. And I'm like, this is kind of wild. I mean, you don't really see people like that here, you know? So I walked by and then I just, my natural instinct was just to look, you know, and there was a dude in there who looked like a banger, you know, like he, but he was younger. He's probably like 19, 20. And I just looked at him, you know, like whatever. And then he pops his head on. He's like, Hey, homie, you bang. And I was like, you talking to me? He's like, yeah. I was like, bro, I don't fucking bang. Do I look like a banger to you? Like I had my hair longer at the time, you know? So I was like, what the fuck? Like, no. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> I, I, I got, dude, I got so disrespected. I was like, I was like, really? Like, no dude and he was like okay okay but i just think the audacity you know i hadn't i had not gotten hit up in such a long time so i was taken aback by it and i was by myself i was if i was with my daughter it would have been over bro would have been like really dude like with my kid yeah and also yeah that would have been something else but that have been <laughs> it had been like almost like maybe like 15 years and somebody asked me where i was from it's a trip man yeah it was it was uncomfortable and awkward back then too. Now you think oh, back, sure. I just cringe, you know. See, but back then though, I mean, I I had no one to blame but myself. Exactly. You know? I look exactly, exactly like a banger. I dressed the part. 
you know, whether I was or not, didn't matter. People were going to hit you up, you know? And so I understood where that was coming from, you know, like, but this time I was like, dude, like what? Come on, man. You know? So what do you think is the percentage that, uh, you know, of, you know, what do you think the percentage of former, uh, gang bangers that are now, uh, that gave up their life to Christ, think it'd be like 30% or something. (laughs) It's like 100%. We gotta come up with the with the data for Everybody that. Survived. Huh? <laughs> Everybody would survive. Everyone would survive. I mean, you know, my uncle's one of those guys. You know, he he was all heavily involved in that shit growing up, and now he's like a super Christian. You know, I mean, my respect to him. Though, I mean, he it changed his life, so I'm glad he was. Because before that, I mean, he was just fucking up, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but I'm sure it's a lot of them. You know, I would say probably close to 50 percent to be honest those who who didn't die who who are who came out of jail you know i would say it's probably around there because i mean what else are you gonna do bro you, no one's gonna give you a job you know like you're probably gonna lose all your friends i mean you need some kind of hope right so, i mean you, you go back out to the street jesus man tell me that they're, they're all dead bro gentrified and shit you come back to the gentrified fucking coffee shops coffee shops where the liquor store was so Everyone's wearing Cortezes and shit. They are no, no. I mean, it's funny because people rock them now, right? I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know. And it's like I remember I saw a couple, a couple of people with them, and I was like, "What the hell? Is this a thing now?" Like, I mean, back then you were not gonna rock those shoes unless you were doing something, you know. And like I said, yeah. now it's like, oh, it's like I started wow. rocking them recently, like yeah. probably like a <laughs> like couple, like two years ago or something like that. I, I stopped wearing them though, but. That I would rock them and fuck it, you know. Yeah, they're really nice ass shoes. They're, yeah, they're really comfortable, comfy. man. They're really comfortable. They're fucking, got, they they go with any fit too. <laughs> yep, I still got my. Hair, you know, it's it's Chucks, it's Chucks and uh and Cortez for me. You know, mm. that hasn't changed. Vans. Yeah, I'm a Nike per. I always go with Nike. Vans. Like it's Nikes. I like Vans. I think Vans are comfortable, but I do have you know I do have a a, a pair of Cortezes too. You know. There you go, man. We like fleet. black and white, not the Forrest Gump ones. <laughs> Those ones are sick too, though. But I like the the white and black ones. Those are dope. Yeah. I got the blue ones, obviously. You know. Well, white laces <laughs> or or black laces for you guys. Fat laces. Uh, white laces. My no, mom. you remember the fat lace trend? Like people using the fat laces. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll keep the white laces on. Fuck it. Did you, guys remember, did you guys ever ever do this where people for whatever reason they used to like fold their socks if you had long socks they used to fold them and so you could so you know what i'm talking about right mike, mike would yeah, i think mike would do to, that to fold them and uh, to look like you had like low cut socks right yeah yeah i do that and then it'll rise up your sneaker to look yeah you look puffy and shit i remember that shit i was like why I think my sister taught me that one. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's cool. And then halfway through the day, my fucking socks is like halfway through <laughs> my feet. You know, I'm like, fuck, man. I have to pull my socks that's up. just bugging you all day, too, because you're stepping on it, too. Like, it's like doubled up, you know? Yeah. Gotta Breathing your foot. My socks up to the pool. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. crazy. I don't know. Out there, do they, like, do they check you for your hats and shit like that or not? Because I've heard people people say that shit. Like, I heard of that, but I've, I've never heard of like. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. I mean, honestly, the only way you don't get checked for a hat out here is if you have, like, a 
If you have any kind of letter, you're probably representing some gang. <laughs> you, don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> you know, any so any letter. Yeah, just, the just B, letter. that's the B for Boston. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the, the the B. I remember uh, my old uh, high school teacher. He got checked. Oh, he, had, uh, he had a he had a Bruins hat, and he went to he went to he went to uh, a UCLA right. Mm-hmm. So he was he he was rocking his Bruins hat at night, and he got he got hit, you know he got hit up you know like where you from and this dude was you know like teaching and shit and he's like what the fuck like you know so even even a UCLA hat just don't rock with us. It was one of the students checking him. No 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 no. no. It was a uh, it was a uh, I don't know I mean I don't know who it was I mean, like they checked them on the street though it was a night it was a night. Oh okay. Um, but yeah you know and where I grew up you know. You, it was funny because when I started watching football, I, I started watching the 49ers, right? I mean, they're always on always on TV. You could mm-hmm. not rock 49ers shit in my neighborhood. No, I see. That shit will get you drunk. That's great. The SF? Yep. Because uh, the rival gang where we grew up, you know, I grew up in Pacoima, California, so the rival gang was was San Fernando. Oh, okay. Makes yeah, sense. So, yeah, so they had the SF. And, and it was funny because uh, um, when my one of my cousins went to the Marines, right, uh, one of his homies from the Marines was a was a Northsider, and he would come over to our to our pad a couple of times, and he would see that because where I grew up, you would, you would cross out the S, right, for for San Fernando, right. So he saw that, and he was like, "What the fuck? Why are you guys crossing out the S for?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I was like, he's fucking dumb, bro." That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, uh, that's that's fucking wild. You think they'll check me for my PlayStation hat? Nah, man. I think <laughs> it has actual words on it, but if you just had a sign on it. You know, hey, you got a P it. on there. It's the red P. Hyru. P for pussy. There you go. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, one of my homies was what he was like. You know, whenever they hit me up, he's like, "You know, where you from? Your mom's pussy." That's what he would say and shit. You know, <laughs> that's a good one. Now going back to your high school, te- the high school teacher was was uh was he like the high school teacher on on stand and deliver, or was he like a different kind of <laughs> high school teacher? No, he was he he was kind of like that. He was, at the, he knew he knew the street politics. He knew he knew uh, how they worked. So he wasn't like shocked by him getting hit up. I think he understood that. I think he I think where he was shocked was like because he was kind of like me. You know, it had been such a long time where that had happened to him. You know, and he's like, man, I can't even wear my own Bruins shit. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a good teacher. He was probably one of the best ones I had. He was one of the ones that got me into history, actually. Uh, just knowing, you know, and just challenging things and and people and, you know, just being a critical thinker. He was one of the few. And he was also Rasa, too. He was, uh, he was Chicano, too. So, you know, that helped. It helped a that's lot. Dope. That's dope to yeah. see, like, a teacher that's Rasa, you know? Yep. And he was a dude, too. Like, you know, yeah, usually yeah. females, you know, and not, not to bash on them, you know, but when you have a male teacher or just a male role model, you know, in our neighborhoods, you know, we need that. Yeah, definitely. How come history teachers are always seem to be cooler than all the other subjects for some reason? Like I feel like math teachers are always sticks. Yeah, I mean, the weirdest ones too, man. For real, huh? I had one. I had a, I had a science teacher, or actually chemistry. Yeah, chemistry, whatever science. This dude would show up with like really fucked up haircuts, dude. Like it was just like, it looked like literally somebody cut his hair in the dark. It's just know. like lines everywhere. Like it was so bad, oh, bro. Shit. And he went and. And then one day we asked him, like, because we were just assholes like that, you know, we asked him, hey, uh, so did you cut your hair in the dark or what? He's like, no, nah, my son did it for me. He was on some Kanye West shit. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm not, I'm not Kenny. This guy probably did acid, bro. How old like, was, was, was his son blind? <laughs> <laughs> if he was, man, then, you know, I guess he didn't do that bad of a job because you know, at least he know where to go. You know, he could have cut it, he could have cut his fucking face off, you know, like so. I don't know, man. I don't know. What's your favorite uh, Cholo movie? Um, I think I think storyline would have to be Blood and Blood Out. Blood and Blood Out, but but uh, like uh, like characters would have to be American Me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen uh, a movie called La Mission? I heard of it. I, uh, heard I don't know if I consider that a Cholo movie. I mean, I, I guess you kind of would. <laughs> It is a Cholo movie. It is a Cholo movie. That's like a like it takes place in the Bay Area though, so it's kind it of takes cool. place in Mission. Yeah, Mission. yeah, the Mission District, right? Yeah, right yeah. where the where Aviation Luta yeah. takes place. That <laughs> <laughs> neighborhood. There it is. There it is. Yeah, you should definitely check that movie out. That's a good movie. Is that what it's is that what inspired uh Aviation Lucha or that movie or what? I don't know, man. Aviation a lot what? of things inspired Aviation Lucha. It's just a creation of so many different things all at once, you know wrestling all the shit i like bro yeah we grew up watching wrestling and just wrestling. being in the being in sf being in the bay area yeah so this is maybe a lot a lot of surroundings of the bay you know i wanted to kind of have a comic that showcased the bay in the bay area and how things were back in the day uh yeah you, i think you said 2003 right yeah 2003 yeah, yeah. So, yeah I mean, why that why that date specifically why why 2003 2003 i don't even know man i think 2003 was a simple time you know it was when i was like 13 or 12 so it's when when i remember you know like when i'm getting exposed to all the shit music fucking friends you know it's i think the age where you get more mostly influenced by a whole bunch of shit you know like let's do that yeah something like 13 that makes sense because then you're kind of like like 12 i think i was like 12 or 13 but i think like around that age you know you, you kind of stop being a kid and you're kind of like a young man so you kind of see start seeing the you know the world differently and it's just it kind of takes me back to that time you know that was a good age 2003 i remember yeah where were you in 2003 were you, were you in college no i was in high school oh okay yeah i was a sophomore in high school 2003 or actually, yeah, so, yeah, sophomore, junior, yeah, it depends on, I guess the the month. But I was like six years old. I was, uh... <laughs> I think, right, two thousand three. I'm pretty sure I was like six, or, six or seven. You don't even remember what the fuck was going on. <laughs> You're like, I was alive, <laughs> man. Yo, this guy this almost got kidnapped. Now I remember what was going on at that time. Uh yeah, I almost you got kidnapped. That was like that was before that though. That was like in two thousand and two or two thousand one where I almost got kidnapped. Damn. Yeah. That was at a pizzeria. You almost got kidnapped yeah. at the pizzeria, bro. It's fucking wild. It's fucking. That's crazy. like probably like one of my first memories too. <laughs> but, I mean, I was scary, um, right? Yeah, fucking terrifying, dude. Um, Mike probably knows more though. He was kind of older. He kind of he was kind he was there with me. Yeah, we were both there, bro. So we're basically at, 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 a, at a pizzeria. It's called uh, Bravo Pizza in South San Francisco. Uh, Grand Avenue. Yeah, on Grand Avenue. I mean, sorry for putting you on blast, but... Yeah, fucking <laughs> hey, their pizza's trash. Check their, <laughs> check their reviews. The don't go there, don't go there. Too, so. Don't go there, you'll get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get kidnapped and you'll get shitty pizza, too. And shitty service. Tomorrow they're going to have like 100... 100- 
100 people show up <laughs> anyways um my so my dad had to like pre-order a pizza like you know you call it on the phone you go pick it up at the pizza shop right and yeah. he gave me and my brother some change He's like why don't you guys go and you know go play in the lower arcade that's right there so it's like the 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 pizza place right here right the entrance and then the uh you go further down and there's the bathrooms and an arcade right and like billers or whatever and then there's the back exit door right yeah so it's like a front exit and then like straight ahead it's a back exit and then in the middle they got an arcade they got like a pool table and then like towards the beginning of the entrance that's where you pay for the pizza and shit like that okay and then in the back is the bathrooms and like the exit yeah, so basically, we were playing in the arcade, right? And I'm, like, getting so into whatever game I was playing. I think it was, like, Pac-Man or some shit. Um, and then uh, I looked to my right. I'm like, oh, fuck, my brother's not here. You know, like, my dad told me to keep an eye on him, you know, or whatever. I'm like, oh, he's not here. He and fucked up. That's when he knew he like, fucked up. <laughs> and then I, I look over and I stop playing the game. You know, I'm like, fuck, you know, I gotta go see what's going on. So I, I go look over and... Like some sketchy ass dude, he has the the back exit door open, and he's luring my, my brother over in with like oh. fucking money, like a stack of money. He's like, "Come back here, and I'm gonna give you some money." And he has like one foot open on the door, and he, my brother's going over there. I mean, he's like fucking like five or like four or yeah, five, I'm like four or five, fucking yeah. Uh, so he's going over there, walking <laughs> towards him, and I tug him from the church shirt, and I'm like, you know, like tugging him back, and like I'm fucking terrified, and I'm fucking like nine or ten, you know. So I'm tugging him like on the back of his shirt and I'm like, you know, like tugging him back. And then the guy keeps throwing. He's like, no, just let him come. You know, I'm giving him some money. And I'm like, nah, you know, like I, I'm like, that's fucking sketchy. The fuck? <laughs> and literally was going to snatch him and grab him. But then once my dad like started walking towards us with the pizza, the dude just fucking runs and takes off. Like fucking just runs. How that's when we had my intentions. That. Huh? And then that's all we that's hear. That's when you yeah. knew he had bad intentions. Yeah, he had bad intentions, bro. I'm sure he had some fucking white van in the back, you know. But it's crazy because uh, in that same year, uh, a lady. So you remember the Lacey Peterson case, right? Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. So basically, there's this uh, Hispanic lady named Evelyn Hernandez, right? She uh, she got she died the same way Lacey Peterson died six months before she did so her torso and her like legs washed up on shore um but they found her wallet in south san francisco in 2002 that's like the last known location of her but her case didn't get as much attention as uh lacey peterson did i remember that she was like she was pregnant and And her case is still like unsolved bro so it's just fucking nuts uh she didn't even make like front page on the local newspaper, like her article was like in the middle or some shit. Um, like if you really look into it, they they call her like the other Lacey Peterson because she died exactly the same way, oh. and like her body washed up on shore, just like Lacey Peterson's body did or whatever. Um, but her case didn't get national headlines, you know, like Nancy Grace and you know how the world kind of stopped when Lacey Peterson went missing, and you know they. You know, the, the law did everything they could in their hands to get, you know, to the bottom of it. So it's just kind of crazy, you know, how that lady went missing the same year that he almost got kidnapped, you know. 
Sami's like wondering. Yeah, that would have been. What the fuck was going on around that time? You know. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering if if, like the same person you know was involved in it or whatever. You know, it's fucking fucking crazy. Did you guys? Did you guys hear that? uh, Supposedly they caught the Zodiac killer. They didn't catch him. They found out who it was, but he's already dead or something like that. Yeah. For real. What'd you think of that? I don't know. That was out here too. That was an SF, huh? Yeah. Yeah. When did that take place? So that took place like in the nineties or something 60s. or one? Sixties. Oh hell yeah, far back. I'm off. Yeah. I'm off then. Yeah. <laughs> in they the sixties. But they, he's already dead, huh? He never caught stupid. him. That's the thing. Yeah. They never he would send see he would send notes to uh to the cops telling him, Hey, uh, you guys are so stupid. I you passed by me, you know, when when uh I killed this person, you know, or I'm going to, and I'm going to do it again. And you're not going to be able to stop it. And he, he just got away with murder. And supposedly that they finally found out who it was, but he was already dead. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, like the whole, the Alcatraz thing too, you know, like the, they never found the people that fucking escaped Alcatraz. They probably yeah. died already too, huh? Yeah. But then there were some pictures surfacing, like the brothers, there were like two brothers that they ended up being uh, cellmates anyways. Oh shit! And they were known for breaking out of prisons and shit. You know, like <laughs> they were known for like that was their thing. They would break out of prisons like easily. Is that what inspired Prison Break? <laughs> Probably. A <laughs> chapel. <laughs> but uh, I guess somebody had someone had told the warden, "Hey, you know, don't put these brothers together because they're probably gonna break out." And he's like, "Nah, they'll be fine." So he put them together anyway. <laughs> but there's I mean, like, how do you escape Alcatraz? You know. It's a fucking island. It's fucking, yeah. it's a trip. I, I, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Apparently, uh, one of the guys had a really high IQ, so he would build like rafts and shit. And he had like, a fu- he was a fucking mastermind. Like, he had fucking, you know, he had mm-hmm. like, he had, he, he was really smart, basically. So, you know, he planned everything out. Yeah. I mean, but, to come up with a plan like that, you got to be hella smart. <laughs> oh, you have to, yeah, for, for sure. But, uh, Apparently there's a picture. There was a picture of them a couple of years ago when they were like in Brazil or something. Like they were both posing, <laughs> like they were both posing, you know, in front of something in Brazil. So they said that the brothers survived or some shit. But who knows? I believe it. Do you, do you guys think that uh, Hitler survived too and went to uh, South America? Like Argentina? Yeah. Uh, I heard some shit about that. Like they have like some shit out there in Argentina. There's a lot of Nazis in Argentina. For sure, yeah. Hey, Don Francisco, he's he's part German. Yeah, he is. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. He's like his parents are German or something like that. Or something no. like that. Like he has German descent. He's, a lot of he's Jews from Chile, Chile though, I think. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Jews from the Holocaust, who skipped the Holocaust, went to South America, but also the people who committed the crimes too. This right. Once once they dipped uh, out too. <laughs> they they went there too. Supposedly there's like a there's like a I heard this on a Joe Rogan podcast where there's like a community in Argentina of like people who are of German descent, where they still like, you know, you know, speak German and they still kind of believe in that whole white supremacy, you know, uh, ideology, you know, and I think in Argentina, Argentina, you can get, you can get away with it, you know, because there's a lot of white Latinos there. So for real, who knows? There's a lot of white Latinos everywhere. <laughs> a white ladder next. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. <laughs> oh man, I saw that the, shit. The green gags. 
<laughs> it's funny when I was doing an episode with Brown and we were talking about that. I don't know if you guys ever caught it. Uh, when uh, he was like, wait a second. He, Cause I was telling him about that next, right? And he was like, wait a second. He's like, so what do you call somebody when you want to refer to them as a pendejo, but, but there's a guy and a girl, do you call them pendejics? There you go. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I was like, that's going to be Rasa Stan's uh, cleaning supply, you know, up in the Hicks. There you oh, go. That sounds like it, yeah. For all the haters, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> How did all that, I mean, I don't know, we already talked about it. I mean, who knows who, who, who's the first one to come up with that? Well, I've heard multiple, multiple, uh, you know, theories. One is that it started in academia in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. Uh, when people started to use it, but I, it was just like a, you know, whatever here, here, here and there, but it really took off probably in the last, I want to say 10, 10, five to 10 years. Cause even when I was in college, people were not using that. Um, so I think, I think definitely it's, it's a push from the LGBTQ community. You know, they want to be as inclusive as possible, but uh, the interesting part, like you guys said, you know, on your last episode is that it was like 3% of people use it. Yeah, I know? did. And it's, mainly, and it's mainly academics, you know, or people from academia who I personally, you know, being an academic myself, uh, you know, sometimes think that, you know, academics can come up as, um, you know, like they're too good for people. And, and you have to, you have to listen to what they say because they know all the answers, you know, and sometimes they don't and it's okay. You know what I mean? And, and, so when it comes to that term, bro, I think I think it's a, also a generational thing, you know. So I'm not gonna use it for so many reasons. I talked about this so many times already, uh, but those are my take on that. Taste. Well, we're supposed to refer to them as Latin X, <laughs> Latinx, Latin X. Oh, Lat. Oh, oh. <laughs> Or or or, or uh, Latinx. Oh damn! Like, uh, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, have you guys ever listened to uh, Chingo Bling? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. He has he's, he's always on. He he's always talking about. He's got his own podcast. Yeah, a couple Pilates. songs. I'm not a fan of the comedy, but I, I, I'm a fan of the music. He's he's got a podcast too, though. Oh, for real. It's called Red Red Pill Tamales because I was like he's like super Republican now. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, uh, what is politics or his music? No, just him as a, him as a, as, a, as a being. You guys, <laughs> him as a being. I mean, I don't have an issue with him. You know, I don't care. Like I said, I'm libertarian, bro. What happened to uh? Oh shit, he's appeared, bro. What happened to your brother? Mark Zuckerberg got him again. <laughs> <laughs> he got kicked again. <laughs> oh shit! Mark Zuckerberg took him into the metaverse. <laughs> I'm getting another beer. My bad. Oh shit! I was like, boom. Hey, we're gonna be in the metaverse later. We got. I got the VR now. He got kicked that, in the face. That that clip always makes you laugh. Huh? <laughs> always, man. Hey, so I didn't really get kicked in the face. It's just uh, the webcam fell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were like, oh shit, he got kicked in the face. Oh my I god. Know. It, it sounded like it too. It suddenly got kicked, you know. Oh, oh, for the noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, shit, but as funny. far as uh Chico Blingos, I again again as an individual, I don't really care. I mean, you know, 
I'm libertarian. You know, I guess if you're going to identify me as anything, you know, politically, I'm more libertarian. And you work at the library. What's up? You work at the library. No, I'm saying I'm more libertarian. Like when, no, I, libertarian. when it comes to like, <laughs> not libertarian. You're librarian and libertarian basically, and I mean, basically any, <laughs> but basically the libertarian, what it means is that you don't really care about, you know, people's personal lives. I mean, you just kind of let them be, you know, and, I believe in small government and just letting, letting me make my money, man. Just letting me live, you know, people want to do whatever they want. I don't care, you know, but for, for some people that's problematic nowadays, you know, they, they believe that, that you should do whatever they want, because if you're not, then you're a homophobe, sexist, racist, you know, all kinds of other shit. And it's just, which is kind of ironic, you know, because people will say, Oh, how can you be for Rasa, you know, but also be libertarian. I'm like, how, how can I not? Right, you, know? you can be whatever the hell you want. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that whole victim mindset that keeps us keeps us from actually succeeding. You know, I mean, like Mike here is a perfect case of that. You know, the guy is living well off. You know, I'm sure you are too. You know what I mean, Harry? You know what I mean? And so, <clears throat> I think I think uh, I would have been more liberal probably 10, 15 years ago, but now liberalism is is like uh, the new uh, the new conservatives. I feel like they they kind of switch. What yeah, it's like a, a shift. It was a shift. There's a shift in like the last decade or something. Yeah. There's something in the water or something, you know? It's all those pronouns, bro. I, <laughs> Latinx. I heard this like, uh, I was reading an article, right? When it, when it comes to pronouns, it was like, I think it's like uh, over like 100 pronouns. You know, when it comes to people identifying, how they're going to, I'm like, damn, like, that's crazy, you know? Now, what are your whole thoughts on that? I mean, like, how do you feel about that? I identify as he and him. I identify as a cat. <laughs> Today, <laughs> yesterday, I identified as a dog. <laughs> that, that, you, you call yourself now. You, now you, uh, you know, uh, you're trying species, bro. I mean, you're you're going somewhere else with that. You know. Hey, man, I'm allowed to use the litter box if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a shit in this litter box right now. Now, nah, I mean, my thoughts on that, to be honest, I don't. Again, I don't really care. But I think it, it becomes problematic again when you, when you become dogmatic about it. When you try to force people to, you know, address you a certain way, and it's kind of ironic again too because if you call yourself whatever you call yourself, why do you need somebody else to reassure you that you are that? That means you don't believe that yourself. You know what I mean? Like, if you need me to call you whatever you need me to call you, it's like. I'll, I'll do it out of respect, but, you know, uh, do you really need my reassurance? Right. You know, I, I think it's just the comfort thing. People feel uncomfortable about getting called uh, she when, when, yeah. when they're identifying as a he. Well, I mean, I really don't care. I mean, yeah. you want me to call you, call, whatever you want me to call you, I'll call you that, you know, I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, you're he, you know, whatever. But right. at the same time, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to go out of my way either and, and and be like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, like, I, if, if I say it wrong, you know, then I'm not going to feel guilty about it too, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because especially if, especially um, if, and, and not so much with the he and she, but more with the they, they, you know, that to me, that that's the trippiest one because they, it's like, okay, like, you know, I get it, but it's just, it's, for me, it's really hard to call somebody they. They and them and there yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to remember that you know like especially if if they um 
identifies a male. Male. Hey, you just said if you just said if they. There you go. You, you just said it. Here I said there. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm getting uh, good with it, right? But you're getting accustomed anyhow. to it. No, I'm just. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But um. No, but what are you saying though? No, what, what I'm saying though is that, like, if somebody if somebody says that, you know, to me, like personally, I mean, I'll obviously make the attempt to 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 address them, well, however they want to be addressed. Yeah, definitely. Um, but. It's it's hard to to uh, especially like I said when somebody is visibly a male, they quote unquote dress like a male, but want to be called they. Why <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna say hey probably most of the time, and if that offends you, then I'm sorry. You know, like I'm not trying to offend you, but you know, because there's some people who are understanding too, and some who are just you like you know what? No, you need to call me that. Have you seen that? I think it was on, I think it was GameStop. Mm. where there was this dude oh, who, the video huh yeah it was this dude who was like clearly a dude but obviously dressed like a woman and the guy kept saying i'm sorry i'm sorry uh what do you call it um i'm sorry sir whatever he's like i'm not a sir i'm a man he kept yelling at him he's like you know okay like i'm sorry like like <laughs> shit like that is what i'm talking about where okay you know what i mean like t- take a fucking chill pill you know for real man personally at least for me you know but Exactly. How's that? How's that Sapporo? My second one is it's it's good. I like it. You guys usually drink or smoke or I do both. I I've been like drinking more. I used to have do like I used to smoke a lot when I was, you know, fucking like ten years ago. Maybe like five years ago but now you know it's like edible every once in a while and mostly just like drink beer just to take you know just to kind of take the edge off do you find that uh that it helps you out with with your creative work or just uh not really bro i mean i have so much i don't know i have i don't know if i told you this but i have adhd so my mind's always like fucking in creative mode like i don't get i don't get a writer's block when i'm writing shit like i just have so many ideas bro like getting it out on paper is the only way like it helps me really kind of like calm calm down and get it out of the system so i mean it kind of sometimes it helps but for the most part it's just yeah it's just yeah, in my head like those those gore scenes we we're talking about on the comic uh-huh like yeah, <laughs> yeah those gore you know when it gets all gory i mean it's just obviously in my head somewhere but it's like you know, I gotta get it out. You know, to be able to stop yeah, 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 about, yeah. about those, you know, those scenes. What I like about your your uh, comic is that you have the visuals, and you also have a that what do you call it? I'm like the the commentary to to complement it. You know, like you you're very conversational when you're. I mean, obviously that's how comics are. You know, but that's why I admire about your work because that not only can you see it visually, obviously, but you know you can hear it. You know, with the words and stuff like that, like. I try to get into character whenever your your comics, you know, because obviously there's so many different characters, you know. And the last one, I was like, damn, like I, it felt like that could be like a movie, dude. Oh, the, the ones up behind. Yeah, yeah. cinematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Harrison are both working on that one together. Nice. So, nice. yeah, he's working on more of the visual side and um, building the visual world behind it. I'm working more on the story of it. Okay. But yeah, definitely, man. I mean, 
yeah, it's story driven and there's going to be a lot of, a lot of crazy shit that's going to be happening uh, in the next couple of pages. I think this, these last couple of pages that we dropped is it kind of, uh, it kind of, you know, switched it up and, you know, kind of, show, kind of show the dark side, you know, I guess hella dark in the next few pages. Yeah. As long as nobody reports it. Uh, I don't care, man. They can report it. I'll just find somewhere else to put it up. Yeah, for real. You got so many platforms now, man. You can put them on any platform at this point, you know, because you got this, you got the Mystery Mansion, you know. We got Truth Social. There you go, man. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about Donald Trump's uh, new social media app, Truth? No, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's it's called Truth or Truth. Truth. I think it's just called truth or our, our truth. I don't know. So you're gonna get a lot of conservatives and a lot of Trump supporters on that shit. Yeah, apparently he's like a, you can you know apparently he's a, you can say whatever you want. There's no uh, censoring. That's good though. So I was like, yeah. uh, I thought it should be. Like how it should be. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys ever watch the Silicon Valley the show? The I tried to. It's fucking boring. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I, I, I tried to. I watched like a few. Yeah, it is kind of boring, but then they're—I think—they're trying to, um, you know, later down in the in the in the, in the show, they're trying to build like a new internet, you know, where where it's different from the internet that's now. But they're trying the to web three point Yeah, like to be more like uh, to express yourself however you want. There's like no. That's what they're doing right now with uh, like all the VR shit and all that, you know. Hmm. The the fucking the crypto and all that shit. They're trying yeah. to put yeah. that all together. Yep. Put yeah. the crypto, put the VR, and like put that all together with social media and shit like that, you know, type shit. Exactly. Yeah. They, want us to, they want us to be on our fucking phones 24-7. Pretty much, you know? Yeah. Cyborgs. Did you ever read uh, Snow Crash, the book? No, what is it about? So basically, it is about uh, a guy named Hero, right? <laughs> He's a pizza delivery guy and like I guess it would say like it would be like a parallel universe or a dystopian future, okay. but it's like the the same thing that's going on now. So he puts on, you know, he basically lives in a fucking store. He lives in LA actually. Okay. A storage unit, right? Yeah, he lives in a fucking storage unit. Um Fuck. a three by ten storage <laughs> unit that he shares with like a roommate. A roommate. So he has like a, a shitty ass <laughs> He has like a shitty ass life, but then once he puts these like goggles on, they're like fucking glasses or yeah, goggles. He's in a fucking like, like a virtual reality world called the metaverse. You know the same thing that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is trying to call his universe. And then in that world, he's like a fucking the best summarized summarized sword fighter, and he's a like a programmer and a hacker or whatever. So, but in reality, you know, he basically lives in a fucking storage unit. But once he goes into this other world, which he spends like ninety percent of his time in, he's you know like fucking hot shit but it goes back to how i think they're trying to program us to you know they yeah. want us to fucking you know be living to get get through you know and barely make ends meet but when we you know when we get on our phones or we get on a fucking vr headset we're fucking a whole different you know we're different a whole we're living it takes us away from stuff. everything yeah uh but I don't know. I think the deep down that's kind of fucked up because you know it's like a false sense of of reality. It is. It's, a, it's like a false solution. It's a fake solution, you know. Right. I think- try to make seem try to make it seem like everything's nice and pretty, you know. Make everything look like everything's nice, everything's good, you know. 
Yep. But in reality, in reality, everything's fucked, you know? It's true. I mean, I think uh, that's why a lot of uh, younger people, they have a hard time communicating. Uh, you know, I work with kids all the time and these kids never turn on their cameras, dude. Whenever I'm on Zoom, it's, it's like I'm talking to a black a black void. <laughs> yeah, literally the whole day. Like this is you see names, like you don't see anybody's faces, you know, like they just have a heart. And it's funny because you know, in the classroom now, when I was with them, you know, they're like super loud and whatever, but you know, through here, they're like just not they're not uh communicating. But anywho, like I think I think what you said is true about um it's interesting how you can you know be living two different lives. At the same time, like that's the irony is that that guy was living a terrible life. You know, his real life was terrible, but his virtual life was the greatest. Right. And I think you're seeing that a lot with with relationships. You see, you know, more so with men. And I want to be talking about this in one of my lives, you know, and I think next week where men are just becoming more and more distant, you know, uh, young men specifically. uh, Because back in the day, you know, men at least more traditional men you know like they they did stuff you know like they with their hands and they moved or whatever and they had value to to society traditional man (laughs) are you asking me if i'm a traditional man no i'm saying i'm not a traditional man (laughs) i didn't i didn't do any (laughs) yeah what i mean that's what i'm saying i mean like it's not your fault though i'm saying that that uh it's it's gone like that over the generations and it's it's just gonna get worse uh because as women, you know, become better at, at, at doing work or whatever, and, and really in school and everything, they, they're already surpassing us in so many different ways. So men are almost useless to a lot of women, you know? So that's why a lot of men are addicted to porn. You know, they, don't, they can't have a relationship with a woman because, you know, they, they, they don't need them. You know, the women are like, I don't really need you. I mean, you know, now with, also with like the different genders and different identities, I mean, that's just making it even more difficult for men to define people, you know? Uh, so I think you're going to see more of that, more of that where, you know, where people are just going to, if they are going to, you know, have sex, it's going to be to procreate. It's not going to be to, to, uh, you know, to enjoy it. It's not going to be to actually be with somebody. It's okay. Well, I need to have a kid. Okay. You want to be, you know, my, uh, my carrier or whatever, you know, like it's, it's going to get to that point. Cause I think it's going to get to a point where people can just buy dogs. I mean, you already have that, but it's going to get to a point where you can, you can, it's going to be VR. You can have a doll and it's just going to be like, you're there, you know? So it's crazy, man. Yeah. That goes a lot into uh, like brown masculinity. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember that, right? Machismo? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me recite a poem real quick though. Go do it. <laughs> oh, 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 do it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was something else, man. Not, not my, not my, uh, my best episode. It was good, man. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. You know, I mean, so many things happened that day. You know, like my light went off. I don't know if you noticed. Like, my life just shut off. And then, you know, it just, it, it, it was the, the conversation was supposed to go a different way, but it didn't go where I wanted to. But I mean, I, I had to finish it. You know, right, I, yeah. for the for those who don't know what what's going on. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about <laughs> so much, i had an episode you know uh with a certain fellow and and uh before we had agreed to doing the episode we had set up a list of things because that's how i do my whenever i have guests uh-huh. on i i give you like a document okay well i want to talk about this the topics huh? so at topic least you have some, 
yeah, you, you have some kind of like understanding or at least if you don't know, okay, well, I'm gonna go research it or whatever. Yeah. So the dude was telling me all this stuff. I was really intrigued. I was like, damn, you know, like I want to hear about it, whatever you got to say. Right. So I had already set up the list. The day comes and he's like, Hey, I don't want to talk about this, this, and this, and this, and this. So then it was like, what the hell am I going to talk about then? He kind of censor you. And I was <laughs> like, bro, like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? You know, like, I was literally waiting. To, it was like, so I was like, wow. I mean, I, you really have to consider who, who you bring on, you know, sometimes, you know, and, you know, I mean, maybe the dude was nervous, you know, he, he, you know, I'm still cool with him, obviously, you know, but it just made me, it just made me reflect on, okay, who do you bring on? And maybe just, they just were not prepared for that, you know, and maybe I was just pushing him a little too much, you know, but um, yeah, it happens, you know? Exactly, man. You got to have some kind of chemistry when you bring someone on. You got to know him. Something like this. Cause if you don't, it's just awkward as fuck. I mean, I learned that the hard, the hard, the, the, the hard way, obviously. <laughs> Taco man. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, now I kind of, you know, with, like, I'm actually thinking about merging Mike's Mystery Mansion and this podcast together. You should. You should. Because, um, you know, just to focus on one thing and yeah. all the Mike's Mystery Mansion episodes are going to be under this umbrella. Because, uh, you know, I mean, with this podcast, we're just going to have, like, people we have, or we already know we have chemistry with. You know, I'm not thinking about having, like, people I really don't know, you know, I'm just thinking about having, like, friends, you know, shoot the shit. Yep. Because this is not like an like an interview style podcast. It's more of us just having a good time and just kicking back, you know. Drinking virtual beer. Drinking virtual beer. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I, I think that's a good idea. I mean, I, I I think it's a good idea. Yeah, like I did earlier. I mean, with the with the comic, I had like three pages for the comic, like one. Yeah. So I just merged them all into the com into one page with really. the. And I put, I'm putting all my shit on private too now, man. Like, there's a lot of people that just come and fucking lurk. You know, they want to look at the content. They got to just fucking follow it. There you go. I say you get followers too. That's a good marketing scheme. You know, that's how all those. Uh, yeah, it's like exclusive. Those, yeah, all those meme pages. That's how they get you, bro. All those, uh, you know, uh, all those pages that have like, you know, funny videos. That's what they're private. So you can see their videos. When somebody sends you a video, I can't see it. Okay, you got to go follow them. I hate that shit. Yeah, but then you end up following them. So that's why you got a bunch of followers. It's a good uh, marketing no, yeah. scheme. I never, I never watch them. I just don't watch it at all. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> either, either I can't see them or, you know, you send me a screen recording of them because I'm not going to follow them. <laughs> for real, man. Say, yeah, for real. I'll send a screen recording. <laughs> <laughs> if you really want me to see it, send me a screen recording. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. We have a brother that might be, we have actually, we have, we actually have a third brother. He's our younger brother. Yeah, we got a little brother. Oh, we do? Like, yeah. Like oh, shit. But, but I think he might be an editor. He oh, is no. low key and Edgar, but he doesn't have the cut. <laughs> he, he doesn't have the haircut off. though. No, he's like he's like what, like eighteen? Yeah, he's like eighteen. He he kind of has the cut though. Not really, not not really. It's not the the curls. The bay, the, yeah. So so, uh, Mike, you were born in the mid nineties, right? Yeah, I was born in the early nineties. Early nineties. So you you're still you're still considered uh uh millennial and then uh harry you're a you're a gen you're you're late 97 so i think that's already gen z right i think in the middle i feel like yeah because like i, I relate to both, you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm like in the middle i relate to both yeah what about you what year were you born in flow i was born 86 bro i'm old oh yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real millennial, you know, like when it first started. Now, now are, are you a teacher? You said that. Yeah, I, I work yeah. at a, I don't know, nonprofit I teach. Yeah, I don't work at a school. I work at a nonprofit. So it's a little better because at a school, you're, you're more, uh, there's more, uh, how to, there's more censoring at mm. a school, you know, like there's certain things you can't touch and mm. curriculum needs to be a certain way. And where I work, I've been there for almost 10 years and you can pretty much can teach about anything, you know, as long as you're able to pitch it, you know, uh, like I've taught like, you know, hip hop class. I've taught, uh, you know, like an MC class. I've taught a football class. I taught history, obviously a little bit of everything, you know? And <clears throat> so, you know, and, and benefits are good, you know, good people. Go. That's dope. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been there for a long time. I've heard my friends at that, at that place. You know, they've been good to me, man. They've been good to me. You know, I mean, I've been working from home for almost two years, man. Oh, since the pandemic started? Yeah, when everybody fucking closed their shit down, they're like, you guys just go home for two weeks and then we'll call you back. And then two weeks pass by. You know what? Let's take another month. You know what? Uh, now let's take another six months. I was like, you know what? Let's keep doing it. I don't really care. Keep doing it. <laughs> I don't have to drive anywhere. You know, I just get up. Uh, Are you still working from home right now? Yep. Nice. I'm going to finally start in January. I'm going to finally go back. But, you know, they, they keep pushing the date back every time uh, that we're going to go back, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, part of me is ready to go back because it's been almost two years. But part of me is like, you know what? I kind of enjoyed being at home, <laughs> waking up at 9.58 and then clocking in, you know, at 10 o'clock. As opposed to, damn, I got to get up, take a shower. He's like wiping the crust off his eyes while he's talking <laughs> to the students. <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? That's good, yeah. man. Enjoy it, definitely. Because then you get to spend oh, yeah. time with your kid, too, huh? Yeah, it's it's a trip, you know, like being with my kid. Because when, when this first started, my kid had just had just turned two. Yeah, because my kid and your kid are like the same age, huh? Yeah, yeah. She had just turned two. So and it was funny because she was speaking mainly Spanish because, you know, my mom was watching her most of the time. So now she's her Spanish has suffered, you know, because of that. I mean, I, I usually speak English to her. So, I mean, it's probably my fault. But like just just the growth. I mean, it's just those two years. I mean, it's just I've seen it all, man. I potty trained my daughter. I've done everything I thought I never was never gonna do, you know. Uh, but I'm glad that I was there to see it. Definitely, definitely changes you too, huh? It does, man. It really does. Gives you makes you a lot. Gives you a lot more patience. It makes you appreciate. You know, I don't know how you guys were, but my mom was uh, one who raised us. You know, she's the one that stayed at home because my dad was the one working. So my mom was at home. You know, just just you know watching all the kids it was four of us and i'm like damn you you know you watch four kids you know sometimes more because you know cousins would come over and stuff like that i could barely handle one kid but yeah. some of that stuff you know the stuff that i do like comes from my mom like being able to like some of the stuff she does like i picked it up from her you know and and it helps man because like having a parent be at home and your little kid is a huge deal exactly you know? they can be obviously if they can't you know they can't but so I'm glad, you know, that it's, this is, uh, I guess, the uh, silver lining in this whole situation, you know, that I was able to be with her, you know, and and stay at home as opposed to, well, I lost my job. Now I can't provide for my kid because that could have been the other side, too. So, you know, uh, who are you currently listening to? What are your, your podcasts that you usually go to? <sighs> Obviously, I listen to you guys, you know, for sure. Um you know, I'm not going to name any major ones, I think, because, you know, probably people already know that. Right. Um, 
Uh, Ranting with Ramos is another podcast that I listen to. He's out here from from uh, LA as well. I was on his too. Uh, obviously, Mega Man. I mean, you know, he's he's always putting stuff out. Um, but uh, I guess I will m- mention some like you know a little more well known ones. I don't know if you guys have heard of Abba and Preach. Uh, on YouTube, Abba and Preach. I, li- I like their content because they they they're pretty much they try to be like very uh, objective. They take on you know difficult topics too, and they're like they're straight to the point. They're like ten minutes long. They're not they're not a long podcast, you know. And it's hard. It's really hard now that I'm doing this for a while. Like it's really hard to cover stuff in ten minutes. You know, they're right. straight to the point. You know, and and what's cool about them is that they have like a really like simple setup too. Like they have a really just a regular mic. And the camera is like probably the same one they had when they first started, but these dudes are, you know, like they're 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 living it like that, you know, they're they're doing their thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like I don't when it comes to like podcasting too, I, I just listen to my, maybe like episodes too, just different people. Um, if it catches my attention, I'll, I'll give it a shot. If it doesn't, then you know, it is what it is, you know. So yeah, definitely. You know, what about you guys? Harrison? Um, shit, I just I just be listening to a lot of like oldies and music and stuff like that. I don't listen to podcasts or like okay. yeah. Yeah, because um I don't know. I feel like it kind of distracts me like listening yeah. to a podcast. That's just me though. I gotta be listening to like some like beats or like some jazz or something, some old school music. Yeah, definitely. For when I work work on designs and shit like that, I think I, that it's it's cool that you mentioned that because when I was doing music, uh, that's how I felt about music. I wasn't listening to any music because, or at least not in my genre, because I don't want to be you know copying people's styles and shit. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for a while, and now now I kind of feel that way with the podcasting too. Like now that I'm doing podcasting, I don't want to be you know taking people's uh, you know ideas or, or. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, so I, I kind of like, like uh, as a source of inspiration, basically, basically. Okay. You know? uh, but I started listening to podcasts not too long ago, honestly. I mean, one of my homies who I had actually had on one of my, my episodes, it's called uh, Beyond the Scope. I don't know if you got, got a chance to check it out, but if you do, it's a good episode. Pretty much, he was listening to podcasts like way back in the day before they were popular, like mm-hmm. probably early 2000s. You know, he was like really into them. And he's the one that got, got me on to, to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. And a lot of the people that I listen to now or, or just follow or just, you know, like, I really made change the way I think a lot of his guests who come on, on his podcast, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast. And that's what I like about his stuff, because he also brings on people who who are, you know, either going to challenge him or I don't know if you guys ever saw that episode with. Uh, what's his name? I forget his name. He's like a big time conservative, though. He's uh, not. Steven Crowder. I don't know if you guys know who, who know who Steven Crowder is. Now, Steven, Steven Crowder is like a conservative, but he's like a kind of like a he has like a satire approach to, to his uh podcast. So they were talking about pot, right? And uh Joe Rogan, like he went in on him. He's like, you know, like you don't know shit about pot. Like, you know, like why are you talking about you know shit about pot? And he just started calling him stupid. Like he's like, you fucking retard. Like, I was like, damn, like. He was going in on him, you know, so, but that was one of the few times where I saw like Joe Rogan lose his cool with, uh, with the guest, mm. but 
but even even so though i mean like just all the all the people that i that i hear now are are usually his guests or just you know like jordan peterson is probably one of my favorite people now you know i don't know if you heard of jordan peterson you know his his book you know like the, one of the one of the rules is uh clean your room before uh you know want to go out into the world and try to fix it because i mean that it hits home bro because i mean a lot of people who are trying to fix the world or trying to change the world have a lot of issues at home oh, yeah and they can't even fix their own lives right exactly <laughs> you know what i mean so. that's what i always tell myself you know before i try starting something new is try to work on habits that i'm already fucking lacking on or try to work on my weak points yeah you can't be giving people advice if you, you don't even have your shit together okay. exactly so. it's hard to get your shit together i mean it is it's hard to get into that mindset um and even that even mindset it's hard to get into the discipline of it Mindset is going to come and go. I mean, motivation is going to be there one day. One day will be there. I used to have to rely on discipline rather than motivation. That's, That's what, what it is, to. man. Discipline is the biggest thing. You know, we need we need to be disciplined. And and uh, for me, it's a little easier because I think my parents like really instilled it when I was young. You know, they whether it was it was through physical discipline. You know, like they beat my ass, or or just you know and got me to to do what I needed to do. It really like I think. Uh, made me who I am today when it comes to getting my shit done you know like if you invite me to a podcast I'm not gonna say you know what hey we can't do it no more like I'm not gonna flake on you last minute even if I don't feel good you know like, I'm gonna show up you know like that that to me is 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 also really important when somebody you know offers you an opportunity you know it doesn't matter who they are I mean like especially something like this you know where you can just talk it's cool you know Right, we're not really going off anything. We're just fucking shooting the shit. Yep, yep. So what's one thing that you guys think is like really controversial right now that you think people are trying to avoid talking about or or something like that? Well, obviously the whole trans thing. I mean, yeah, people walk on eggshells and talk about it. Uh, also, the thing you mentioned a lot is like sometimes as as an outsider or as a minority or so whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, we kind of uh, gravitate towards that uh, that self pity mentality, like the okay. victim. Yeah, self victim mentality. I think all that shit needs to go away. I mean, I think that shit needs to end. I mean, have to fucking man up or woman up. Yeah. Whatever, you know, we gotta level up and get ourselves out of that fucking mindset because. Not, you know, the rest of the world is not thinking like that. Yeah, it's, it's usually yourself that's putting yourself there, you know? Exactly. Yep. Uh, but we see it a lot, you know. Uh, I think you bring it up a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And the way you ask your questions, you know, you kind of try to see where people are at. Um, exactly. Like the question you posted, what was it, a couple of days ago? Have, were you ever a victim of? Yeah, of racism. Of racism. And then yeah. you had all these people, you know, like half of the people would say yes and half of people would be like, no. Yeah. And somebody was like, I could write a whole book about it. <laughs> You're like, fuck that, right? You're like, really? I remember. That was cap. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can seriously write a whole book about someone being racist towards you. Like, come on now, bro. Let's be real. Can you really? Maybe be like a freaking 10 page book with pictures and shit. <laughs> fucking doodles. That one time, it's like a little comic. <laughs> that you know? one time, it's milking it out. <laughs> yeah, the reason why I put that up is because. I want to see, like you said, how people think, you know, like what's, what's your perspective? I mean, maybe that guy has, you know, ha- does have a lot, a lot of uh, experiences, you know, and, and 
and but then again you know like i don't know if you guys have seen the the netflix special on colin kaepernick yeah i watched that one yeah what did you think of it um yeah it was it was i don't know it was uh there's a lot there's a lot of topics that he touched on and like yeah. he, he kind of compared the the nfl to like slavery and shit <laughs> oh, like yeah. that and i saw that on the i think joe rogan was talking about yeah. it too with someone yeah. else with like some some other guy they're just fucking laughing about it and like nah the fuck like i don't know it's just i don't know it's like it's, it's it's i watched i watched the whole thing it was it was yeah like, same here it was cool it was like it was like i watched the whole thing like it, it kept me interested you know yeah did you watch it mike or no uh if i did i probably don't remember uh, <laughs> you're like it was recently yeah it was a colin kaepernick yeah yeah no, i didn't watch it did you guys catch uh season two of tiger king no, yeah, I gotta I see that one. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I gotta, I'm, I'm on episode one. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as the first season, though. Did you finish the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I only finished episode one last night. I binged it. Oh, for real? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I binged the whole thing in like one night or one day or something. Damn. Damn, bro. Do you think they should free Joe Exotic or not? You know what? I, I well, haven't seen the second second season, so I can't really tell. You know, I, I guess it's more information, but. I I still think that Carol. He said that they're trying to like blame him, like they're trying to like they they like set him up basically. That's what he well, said. Well, they kind of did though, huh? Yeah, like they they kind of like put everything together and make it look like he was like trying to like get get her to trying to kill her, you know? He's trying to set her up. I still think she killed her husband. Oh yeah. To the to the tigers. Come on, bro. I mean, come on. Yeah, the, he's missing, huh? He re- she reminds you of a uh, Hillary Clinton, you know. For real, she has kind of the same look. Yeah, the look and also just her intentions, bro. She's, she's evil. I mean, if you want to talk about being evil, that's one person that. Who, Hillary Clinton or, or Carol Baskins? Both, bro. In the in the <laughs> in the new season, they talk about it like how um. He looks like they Hillary say that her her husband. They they're, they're trying to say that he like left, like he dipped the country or some shit like that. And where is he at though? Like he's nowhere to be seen. Like, it makes no sense. They're trying to say that he went to Costa Rica. Oh, for real? He's there living, you know. Yeah, he's living in Costa Rica with some cats over there, some big cats and shit, some fucking tigers or whatever. Who knows? Hanging out with Tupac or what? Yeah, <laughs> hanging out with Fidel Castro and Tupac. <laughs> Fidel Castro's not there, bro. He's alive. And Biggie. <laughs> hanging out with, with Biggie and Tupac. Ah, uh, man. So who killed Biggie and Tupac, bro? That's my question. I don't know. Apparently, Orlando Anderson killed Tupac. He admitted it before he died, but then he's already dead, so we can't get it from the fucking horse's mouth. But I think that's who killed Tupac, and I think all the fucking conspiracy conspiracy shit is just a fucking coincidence. I mean, the dude is crap about literally anything, and I think people looked into it too much. Um, yeah, he definitely was paranoid for sure. Yeah, and I mean, he what he whooped Orlando Anderson's ass in Vegas that night, and but yeah. if you don't know, but the the Crips are pretty deep in Vegas, like. Yeah, I don't know who we were talking. Who were we talking? Was it with? I don't know who I was talking about this with. But apparently, the Crips have been in uh, Vegas for a long time, you know. Mm. Or LA gangs have been in Vegas for a long time. So, I believe it. I see. It's not that far of a drive from LA to Vegas. <laughs> like, right, like four hours. I mean, you know. So, you know. Yeah, I think I think for sure there, there was a. I think there was like a kind of like a documentary slash like. A, uh, I don't know what else you would call it. I mean, on Netflix too about the whole situation. And essentially what I got from it was that uh, when uh, Suge Knight at that, uh, I think it was the VMAs when they had, when they had uh, 
you know, when they, I think when Snoop Dogg got on top and said, hey, you know what, you guys don't love the West Coast, you know, the, the East Coast, whatever, that uh, that was the first time where, I guess, where Puff Daddy was like, hey, you know, I feel like threatened by by these dudes or whatever. And then I think either, either one of Suge Knight's homies died at, in New York, got killed or whatever. And then from there, like the beef really started between Biggie, I mean, not Biggie, uh, between uh, Suge and, uh, and Puff Daddy. And then uh, Suge, you know, manipulated Tupac to basically, you know, attack Biggie, whatever, verbally, whatever. Because they were homies back in the day, you know, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. And then he was paranoid too. Tupac, everything he got shot, you know, the first time, that dude was just paranoid. Yeah. I, mean, I would probably be too. I mean, if somebody shot me randomly, I mean, you know. Yeah, I think Suge and I was in his ear, and I think Puff Daddy was in Biggie's ear. Yeah, and but, yeah, they, they both true. ended up getting killed, and then the two survived. So. Because supposedly that uh, uh, Puff Daddy did say they talked to some Crips, I think, and, and those guys that killed Tupac, uh, he did talk to them and say, "Hey, I want, I want, I want Shug gone. Like, I want him dead." Yeah, supposedly that's what it says. But they, he's like, you know what? But he's, he took it back. But once once you put it out there, it's like it's out there, and you can't really. It wasn't. It wasn't officially a hit. You know, he put a hit on him, but you know, he put the word out there. So, not, 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 did he put the hit out, out on Tupac or not? No, that's what they were saying. They're saying that 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 the beat got so so bad that he that he hired some Crips, you know, and, but then he 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 never paid them. You remember that uh, that this when when Eminem just uh, MGK and that last line. Where yeah, he yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. Did he put out the hit on Tupac? Yeah, that was crazy, man. I mean. I remember when I heard that line, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Now, what, what do you think of that? Of that? Uh, that beef? Uh, I don't know, man. I think Eminem destroyed him. <laughs> yeah, I believe. I believe. I think he destroyed him so bad that MGK went into doing fucking emo music, which is actually better <laughs> than his rap music. A pop rap, was it called? Isn't that what you guys called it last time? Pop rap. Pop rap. rap. Yeah. His uh, his emo music slaps harder than his rap music did. It does, though. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. But no, I, I don't know. That whole beef was was interesting. What, what do you think is the best rap beef in history? I, I mean, probably Nas and Jay Z, to be honest, because they mm. went after a long ass time, and they had like Nas is a lyrical monster. Like Nas, you know, he he knew the punchlines. He knew how to. I mean, I personally think that East Coast rappers are the best ones, at least back in the day. You know, there's nobody out there today that, that I really feel like, oh, like, they're like super badass, you know, but and when he first came out, because West Coast, was all, it was all gangster rap, you know, you didn't really have lyricists out, out here, you know, you had mainly gangster rap and the East Coast. So when you had two East Coast cats going at it, you know what I mean? It was just, it was, uh, it was pretty dope, you know, yeah, but I, I still think Nas beat him, you know? Oh, yeah, Nas definitely whooped him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's, I didn't realize that about that, but yeah, East Coast, uh, East Coast rappers are way more lyrical than West yeah. Coast rappers. Uh, for the West Coast, you have more of that flow and that catchiness and that, you know, you kind of music you want to vibe to, but when the East Coast, you know, if you really want to sit down and listen to the lyric and the wordplay, you don't think get that more with the, with, the, with the East Coast. Yep, East Coast, you have cadence, you have like, you know, you hear like people switch their style in between the song. And West Coast is more like 
you know, head knock or head bobbing. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, you know, and I, going back to the original question, you asked about if you're going to rap. She's going to rap evolve from West Coast rap. So it's it basically an either, sorry, a, a, a smaller version of, a, you know, of, of West Coast rap. So it's even, you know, more minute, I guess you want to call it that. So the lyricism wasn't there too. So more, more like, like light beer. Basically, bro, <laughs> that's a good way to put it, you know. But light, it was a but light, and uh, another but light, yeah. But I think, I mean, I think West Coast rap obviously had, you know, had different, had a different vibe to it. You know, it was, it was cool to bump. But once I really got into hip hop, I, I, like, I was bumping more East Coast, you know, more East Coast rappers, you know, and even Pac was uh, from the East Coast originally, you know. But once he got into, once he got into uh, Death Row that you could see like his style was, was stunted, you know, or his, you know, his, his growth was stunted. Didn't by, he grow up in, uh, in Oakland or some yeah, shit like that? He moved everywhere. He, he was from New York. He moved, huh? He, he lived in Maryland for a while, Baltimore, and then he went to Oakland and then he went to LA. So he, he identifies more with the West coast because that's where, according to him, you know, he, he became a man, you know, like he was out there seeing people, whatever, doing what they were doing. But, but even so, I think, you could even hear it in his early, earlier work is like, you know, me against the world. Uh, you know, his, his, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I forget the name of the other album. What was a compilation album, but anything prior to death row, like his lyricism was way better. Once he got to death row it was all beats and all just flow. I mean, the guy had a mad flow. I mean, there's no way you could deny that, but his lyricism was stunted like greatly in the, uh, death row records. Mm, for sure yeah yeah i think you're thinking about strictly for my niagas there you go there you go um yeah definitely man i definitely agree with you on that um who's your favorite rapper of all time it was Pac. Pac was uh the, the one that influenced me to rap in the first place why do you think uh pop resonates so much with, with like rasa you know I think one, because a lot of us grew up listening to hip hop during that age, you know, and he was obviously mainstream, you know, so, and he, and he, he was probably the only few uh, black rappers who give out love to our people. For real, huh? He would actually represent us, you know, he would talk about us, you know, and say, you know, like that line, you know, uh, where he says, you know, LA wouldn't be without, Me LA wouldn't be LA without Mexicans. You know, he, he constantly talked about, you know, uh, us, you know, and so and, and and he recognized that. So I think people people uh you know felt good about that. There was a a black rapper actually mentioning us he understood that we were a major force and then um what he called just when it came to the industry, you know, and Rasa has always been involved in hip hop, which is the never been mainstream. And even our own people don't support us because, like I said, when you think about Chicanos or Rasa and hip hop, what's the first thing that comes to mind? It's probably Cholos. Yeah, SPN. Nobody wants to play that shit. Nobody wants to play that shit. Unless you grew up in that time, that generation, nobody plays that shit anymore. I mean, I'll play when I'm having a beer, you know, like on a Sunday, Sunday day, and I want to feel like a Cholo. But other than that, you know, you're right, you know, you don't want to play on a daily basis. Is that why you rock your fedora or what? Right here. There you go, bro. That shit goes hard, bro. There you go, man. Doesn't go with the glasses, though. You gotta wear your looks, man. I, I, I look like 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 uh, like uh, like like Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican Walter White, bro. 
There you go. Oh, man. Author's uncle. Did you ever see? Um, so basically, they made Breaking Bad in the in the Spanish version. They did. Yeah, it was like a Colombian. Oh, I remember that. I was forgot like, about that. Metastasis or something. Metastasis or something like that. Huh? It was like a Colombian like take on it, and in his his name there is called uh, Walter Blanco. <laughs> but it's kind of horrible. It's kind of bad, bro. I would recommend watching it. I forgot that it even existed. I remember watching the first few episodes, I think. But instead of of them cooking meth in the RV, they're cooking meth in the school bus or some shit because they don't have RVs in Colombia or wherever they they shot the show. So it was basically the same storyline, except you take out some, you know, details. It takes place in Colombia. (laughs) Yeah, it takes place in Colombia. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like the Queen of the South and uh, La Reina del Sur, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? Are they the same show or what? Yeah, yeah, this is the same show. It's just the same is, plot, huh? Is it the same actress or no, no, it's uh, different people, huh? Oh, I never seen like the the English version of it or something, huh? Or the, I never seen before. either one of those shows. I mean, but I just Me know neither. they exist. You know, they should just dub that shit into English. You know, or dub that shit into Spanish instead of yeah. fucking trying to recreate exactly. the whole thing and spending like, money on it. Like, like Squid Games, you know, just you know, just that's how you spend money it. though. Yeah, Squid Games. Yeah, yeah. you just want to spend money sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of Squid Games? Like, what do you think like was the overall like that lesson behind it? It's uh, just like, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's just like cap. I don't know, like this, like the system. You know, I I think that's what they're trying to portray in that. Okay. Like, you know how there's there's people at the top and there's people at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, the elite. I don't know, man. I still think it's kind of fucked up that he just kind of left his daughter hanging. <laughs> There it is, man. There it is. Like, and I think it's going to come back and bite him in the ass, you know, in the future. Oh, yeah. When he realizes, I mean, why try to, you know, I think by the end, I mean, he's trying to change the world. But then he's yeah. hanging, you know, when he has all this money, he can go out there and be with her. I was talking to my brother about it because he's the one that told me about it originally. He said, hey, just check it out. And uh, <clears throat> what I told him, I was like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all the people there are degenerates. Mm, they're all assholes huh especially yeah especially because when they get the chance to go back you know nobody wants them they go back into their old habits right because my brother was making that same argument you know it was a system it was capitalism and i was like yeah but like nobody told these people to become addicts you know like just just because there's a system doesn't mean you should become an addict at the end of the day you still have to have personal responsibility you know and and all the people there had some kind of issue you know, yeah. So that's yeah, what I took. I had, had, had a had a major flaw. Yep. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't really don't know what the meaning was. Now. Maybe there's no meaning. Maybe it's just a show we could enjoy. <laughs> nah, there has to. I feel like there yeah. has to be like something behind it. You know, yeah. he didn't. He didn't just. It's gonna look cool on TV and just fucking put it out there with green suits, red suits. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know man I mean, exactly right i don't know I, I think there's more to it you know you gotta like dig deep into it i just yeah, watched the like, first time i just watched through it you know i only yeah. watched it once though i'm trying to rewatch it you know on my own time and just like fucking process everything and you know catch any little any details and shit you know that's, that's when you start noticing though like yeah especially you guys that you do you know, the whole comic book thing i think 
it, it makes you appreciate, you know, like art or just cinematography or just, you know, movies or whatever, because I'm sure in your, in your comics, you know, whenever you put a specific line, I mean, I, I, I catch it all the time, you know, when, when he, when, when, um, is my thing freezing away? No, you're good. All right. <clears throat> when, um, when Mike, you know, he'll have certain lines, you know, or I don't know who writes the lines, you know, but I'm okay. That, I, I know, I know what that, I know what he's talking about there. I know, I know who he's referring to, you know, so I appreciate the, the little, you know, um, details and people's words. That's why I'm always analyzing work like that, you know, because I understand where it comes from. So like when uh, you sent me the, the comic today, I was like, damn, you know, like this shit was gory as fuck today, you know, like, but like I told you, you know, I, it, it could be, it could be, it could be something big, man. I really could. I, I really honestly believe it. I think you guys got, got something going on with that and just keep it pushing, man. You know, and, and if you ever do sell it on, on Amazon or wherever you sell it on, you know, like I'll be the first one to buy it, bro. You know, definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely. What do we have it on right now? We just have it on Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna work on it, getting like physical copies of it too, though. Uh, yeah, um, we want to do that. That's yeah, um, but right now I'm just kind of just kind of yeah. putting it out there. Uh, no rush, really. Um, We're not really trying to sell it either. It's it's not like it's like it's for free for everyone. You know, everyone could enjoy it and read it, read along. Yeah. You know, for now. <laughs> for now for now yeah so yeah. for now yeah yeah I'm, what i'm trying to do is kind of create like a comic universe like it's you know gonna be a one story of many stories i mean there's all the stories to tell out there um, but going back to the squid games thing it's kind of cool to see something new and refreshing i mean hollywood tries to kind of recycle the same shit over yeah. and over again uh oh yeah and, you know i think people are bored of well, yeah that's true that's true hundredth you know halloween movie you know it was all good or you know or whatever you know trying to, you know or whatever fucking reboot you know they're trying to make i mean i think people are kind of bored of that shit you know i think we're at a point where we're just fucking done with that's true fucking reboots and yep. seeing the same fucking faces on fucking the big screen you know like honestly i can't take actors seriously no more they've been in hell of shit you know like unless they sell the role really well but you know I like seeing things where it's like, I'm a little actor, you know, because it's more believable to me. That is true, because, you know, they're they're actually acting, you know, and trying to do the job as opposed to, you know what, I've already done this so many times, and I'm just trying to get paid. The check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And get the check. So, yep. I, I agree with you on that. I, I think there's a really good show. I don't know if you've seen it on Netflix. It's called uh, Hentified. Oh, I've seen, like, uh, the first season, I think. It is a new season, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That one came out recently, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's a good show. That's a good show. Actually, because I mean, that one's good. first of all, it's pretty much pretty much Rasa, you know, like all these people that I've never seen before. So they're getting an opportunity to act. Getting represented Secondly, and shit. Yeah. Secondly, it also, it's realistic. It's not like, okay, you know, it's Rasa and like, you have all the fucking stereotypes or, you know, like shit you never see. Because, I mean, you see this with like Disney movies, right? You know, like, for example, like, I don't know i don't mean i think coco was a good movie you know personally but there's other movies where you like you see like all the you like you, you'll be like you know what like no mexican family or latino family is ever gonna do some shit like that they make it hella corny huh yeah right. that's what i'm talking about right so i think in this show like i feel like it has some like of that corniness in it but at the same time it's real too you know it's, it's like 
yeah it's like you know you know it's not real it's like it's yeah a, show. a little bit a little yeah bit. It's, a, it's a good yeah, show too no, though the only thing i didn't like about it was i think the only thing i didn't like about it was was how when the grandpa was talking to them in in uh spanish they would always reply in english Oh, yeah. that's just yeah, happening in a fucking latino family bro hey there's <laughs> you know people I mean? like that though i i feel like there's people like that i know? guess it's true you know i guess for me i you know especially if if, if uh oh, i mean he understood english obviously because he understood them and they were talking back to each other you know yeah this is gonna make sense as 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 a, as a, as a you know it's one of those things that just is just kind of dumb either you know yeah that that's the corny part i would say you know yeah like that's, that's not gonna happen but again they, you know, maybe they, they maybe play, you know, maybe in other families it does you know and they play that that, that music in the background oh All yeah the dialogue is going on yep yep mexico he's got that same filter it always looks sunny like yep. when they show a clip of mexico it's like a fucking sunny ass filter and shit <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that in like movies, like when they yeah. portray like, yeah. It's always like the desert, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what shows or movies do you think portray Rasa like in a dumb way? Like they make us look all dumb. Like who, who do you think is the main main culprit? I think the creator of Family Guy and Amer- in American Dad, and I got definitely. I mean, but he did it to everybody, but mainly I would always see that a lot with like he would always. What Consuela, the fucking yeah, Consuela. The house cleaner, that shit was fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, she was always like, "Yes, yes, right." I, I think now, like you know, in hindsight, I, I kind of laugh about it, but yeah, like, back then I would I would get so pissed. I would be like Mashika Warrior, you know, like the the guy who follows me. He's always fucking mad and shit about. Oh yeah, that guy, bro. What is it? What is he was always mad. I'm like, dude, you need to fucking chill, you know, because you're gonna have a goddamn heart attack. Oh shit! You know? Right. <laughs> you never seen that. Colonization and taking the land back. Every time he gets in a live bro, we're not gonna take the land back, bro. It's done. It's a wrap, man. You know what he's gonna say? Everything. Every time he gets on, it's the same thing, you know. And I told him, I he knows this, you know. I'm not talking shit about him. I sent him DMs, you know. I'm like, hey, dude, like you need to chill, you know, like you need to chill on that shit, because you know, because hate for you is not, it's not good for you, man. It it doesn't benefit you, like, because I've been there. I was at that point. I was at that point where I just I hated white people, you know. I just couldn't be around them, you know. And but I grew out of that shit because I mean, it just comes down to exposure, you know, who you're exposed to, and and when you start seeing people as individuals as opposed to as a whole race or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the irony with a lot of the people who who follow me or who are you know down for the cause or whatever you're going to call it. They say they want to change things, you know, and make it more equal, but at the end of the day, they have so much hate. For the other side, that if they ever got power, they would not equalize that shit. No, they would they fucking don't know what to do with it. They would go to town on these fools, you know what I mean? And, and I can't fuck <laughs> right. with that shit, you know. Not me. But yeah, I would say American Dad, uh, you know, uh Family Guy for sure. Um, you know, I guess you can even kind of say uh like the old uh Looney was it was the Looney Tunes, yeah, Looney Tunes cartoons, you know, when it had uh Speedy Gonzalez and you had like the the lazy Mexicans, you know, and, and like probably like the forties and fifties, obviously not mm-hmm. way back in the day, but mm-hmm. um, even Dora the Explorer, I mean, like everybody was Brown. I'm like, I get it. You know, like Mexicans are Brown, like those are Brown, but I mean, not everybody's fucking that, that Brown, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, we, we come with different colors too, you know? So yeah. I mean, other than that, I, I would say that's it, you know? Yeah, definitely. 
isn't it funny how uh, a lot of like white liberals are, end up being like the most racist people ever? Yep. Yep. <laughs> why, why is that though? I mean, that's a good question. I, I, I mean, they got to mask it. You know, they got to hide it. That's possibly too. What I this is what I think is is really the, the situation, right? So, one, there's a lot of white people who are coming out, uh, trying to be allies. You know, like trying to be helpful. I think they have good intentions, but the problem is that they're getting this information from, you know, old, uh, older people who were involved in, you know, the civil rights movement who who actually experienced racism. Right, they dealt with it, you know, face to face. So they learn it from them, and then they obviously don't know shit about brown people or black people. So they must believe them. You know, there's this brown person talking to me about racism. I gotta believe him because it must be true if he went through it or she went through it. Uh, so then they go around and they go around to different communities and they try to save people. Right, it's called the white savior complex, where they feel like they have to come in and fix the situation because the pro poor brown kids and the poor black kids can't do it themselves, you know, we got to help them out because, you know, it's my duty to help them out. It's like the missionary style, basically, you know, like, like when it comes to, to uh, going to a different country, you know, being a missionary, you know? So what was that? Missionary style. (laughs) 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 Exactly. Right. Mine's in the gutter. They want to make sure they want to make sure that you're looking at them and you're fucking them. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, man. Um, I think that's where it comes from. I think, and I've seen a, a lot of a lot of uh, like white folks that I come across who are more liberal, you know, where they're like, "Oh, what, what should I refer to you as? Latinx? Like, you know, like Hispanic? Like, what do you want to be called?" I'm like, "What are you?" I don't really care to just call me by my name. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> if I'm not telling you what to call, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know there is some people though who want to be called specifically just that. So I get it, and I'm getting that from them too. So. Like I went to a conference, you know, because because since I teach whatever, I went to a conference for bilingual speakers a couple of years ago, and there was this white person there. You could tell it was a liberal, and there was this uh, this this young woman who spoke up and talked about. There was a mural we were looking at, and she was talking about how she saw this and this and that. And then this, this lady turns to me and she's like, "Yeah, you know, like she tr- she tried to add to the conversation, right?" And she's telling me this shit, and I'm like, "No, I don't see that," you know. And she was just like like what like she kind of felt like scared you know like what is he going to tell me i was like you know like actually like it's more like this to me and i think sometimes you know white people are told that if you see it like this and you must be a racist and she was like she was just like what the hell what just happened to me you know like she was tripping out because she probably thought about that in the past and um she didn't want to offend probably she didn't probably didn't want to offend me but i'm like look like you got to be able to be, be yourself even if it offends me uh if you're trying to do it intentionally obviously and then you're just an asshole but if you try to learn something i think it's important to you have to be willing to offend dude you have to right you know, exactly to, i mean, you, understand people, something. You, I mean you learn you bullshit from, yeah. mile, from a mile away too it comes comes across as not authentic and that's worse yeah, exactly. than being your real self you know i think exactly like there was this one dude uh, on a live um i was in somebody's life and i was putting some comments in the live and then this, this dude came on and just started calling everybody coconuts right because they, they didn't agree with them <clears throat> and i was like bro i was like you know uh 
how about you jump on a live with me? You know, I'll, I'll invite you and let's, let's have a conversation. And he's like, nah, I don't, I don't want to talk to coconuts. I was, like, no. I, was like, I was like, no, I want you to jump on and I want you to call me that in the live. You know, tell me why I'm a coconut. Yeah, you know? for real. So I, sent him a, I sent him a DM, you know, I was like, here, here's, here's my page. Here's the link. Whenever you want to show up, show up and tell me why I'm a coconut. Teach me something I said that I don't already know. Tell me why I'm a coconut. He's like, all right, I'll show up. So he's supposed to show up next time I do a live. I don't think he's going to show up. Honestly, and if he does show up, probably going to show up in the comment section and talk shit, but he's not going to show up like this. No, definitely not. He's probably no. going to say he had, he, has, he had a tummy ache or something. Hey, tummy ache. Remember that crazy yeah. ass guy that, that jumped on your live no. that one time? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? What was his name? Kermit, Kermit, know, Kermit. He was the one it was Mexican the... Kermit. Yep, Mexican Kermit. Right. Whoa, that guy that was fucking wild. Now what was he going on about? Have you heard from him ever again or not? No, he was on Facebook. So uh, he, right. the reason why I got off of Facebook, it wasn't so much because people were disagreeing with me, but it was just a bunch of older folk, like you say, you know, that they're never going to change, man. They're not they're, they're not open to any anything new. They're set in their ways. And I, I'm not trying to have combos with people like that because what's the point? You're just wasting your time. Right. He's going around in circles. Yeah. Like if you actually want to have a conversation and then and discuss things and break them down and see what you think, what you think, then yeah, I'll talk to you. But like that dude, I, I invited him personally to come on the live. I remember that. Yeah. Because, because he, he basically was saying all kinds of shit, you know, on, on, on Facebook. And uh, so he came out pretty strong and I think he was trying to offend me intentionally, but I was like, I just asked him, I was like, why do you need to, why do you feel the need to use certain language to, to make a point? Like, why can't you just communicate, you know, in a way where we, we get what you're saying, but I, I know what you're trying to do, bro. And it's not working. Right. He was calling, he, I mean, I, and I'm pretty sure like he had like similar view to what you you had. Right. But his delivery yeah. was fucking shit. It was horrible. Yeah. Like you, he pissed off a lot of people in the comments, you know, like right. they were getting mad at him. I was like, bro, like. And, and I think at the end, he was like, you know what? You may, he, he actually reached out to me a couple of weeks after that. He's like, you know what? Like, the way you communicate actually is pretty good. He's like, you know, because you, you get your point across uh, and people listen to what you're saying, even if you don't agree with them. Right. Because if you come in just talking shit and being loud and, you know, saying, I don't know everything. I don't care what you know. I don't care what you have to say. No one's going to listen to you. Exactly. He's so, guns blazing the way he did, huh? That approach is not a good. I said, if you if you trying to make a point, bro, it's not gonna work. It didn't yeah. work, you know. So that's what that. <laughs> that's a dope shirt. It says plus on it. Yeah, it does, bro. I thought it said not NASA. So it's it's NASA. the it's the NASA like logo thing, but it says Rasa on it. I say yeah, we need more more Rasa up in space, huh? <laughs> there you go, bro. That'd be Shout dope. out to uh, to uh, to Pocha, where that's where I got it from. It's the the. Uh, they're out here in uh, I think Santa Ana. They make their own clothes. They don't import it from uh from China. The all the clothes is from over here, you know. So we're not supporting a uh, slave labor out there. If mm. for those who care about that, you know, because I know there's people who really care about such shit like that, but you know, but yeah. Yeah. Uh did you ever hear about um some people say that there's like secret tunnels and cities underground, like in LA and shit? Did you ever hear about that? It's funny you mentioned that because my neighbor was telling me something about that recently. So like I said, I live in an Asian neighborhood, right? So it's pretty much predominantly, my mom probably had Chinese, 
uh, to be honest. Uh, and there's a house next to us where for a while you just kept seeing different people coming in and out, like there's different, different neighbors. And they had, they always had kids and there was always new babies, bro. Wow. So we started to get like a little suspicious. You're like, maybe there's like some kind of human trafficking going on, you know, in this house. And this is like a place for them to stay, you know? And then he said, he's like, you know what? He's like, he's like come, come to the stores, right? So we, we there's a stores next to uh, where we're at. And you you would hear like a like a like a thump like a loud thump like boom like something was blowing up. So he he told me that that uh he read somewhere or he heard somewhere that like exactly what you just said about bunkers underground where people test, you know. He was I think he was like you know stretching a little bit too much. He was saying that you know it was uh, some kind of Chinese you know underground you know thing going on with China whatever, but. We heard something, uh, whatever it was. I mean, and you had that going on next door. So, oh, was that the same thing with like the like the sonic boom or something like that, or no? It was some. It was something like that. Yeah. Oh, the, then that's oh, okay. Yeah, you would hear like yeah. an explosion, but it was like you could hear. It was like you could hear it, but it, you could tell it wasn't close. It was like somewhere far, but when something so blows they're saying up, it's underground. Yeah. Because I mean, oh, there's a, there's, you can see the sewers down where we're at, you know, like it's the gutter. Yeah. You can see, like, a, you know, who knows where it goes. You know, I mean, I've never been down there, so. You'll find the Ninja Turtles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's another story, bro. When I was a little kid, I used to love Ninja Turtles, right? And I would I had a younger brother too. He's four years old, younger than I am. And one day I told him, I was like, hey, let, you know, let's go find, you know, the turtles, you know? He's like, okay. And we had a manhole, you know, that next to a, to you know where we, we we grew up and i don't know how the fuck we did it but we were able to pick it up dude like you know it has a hole in it so you, you can stick like a you know some metal bar we picked it up we opened it up and we're like leo you know like right <laughs> you know <laughs> and then we didn't hear shit back yeah. so we're like hey, it's a little too dark in there and it smells pretty bad so let's just fucking close that shit and leave you know yeah, that's crazy. Well, man. The whole, man, I can only imagine what would happen if we would have <laughs> The whole human trafficking thing, man, just kind of makes me feel uneasy that there's like a whole fucking world out there that we're not exposed to. For sure. You know, it just makes me feel uneasy now knowing that something like that's out there. And if it's ever gonna get exposed, you know. I think it I think it does happen. I mean, I think that's why with the whole caravan thing, you know, with uh, immigration, that's why I mean what a coincidence, bro. I mean the U.S. has never encouraged immigration until recently, right? They've always been against it. Now you have a specific political party who does who does encourage it, you know? Because uh, a lot of the migrants who are coming, that's what they say, you know, like that Biden's, you know, like, hey, you know, they want us to come over and stuff. Right. And then you have so many people missing, you know, especially kids missing. Kids in cages. Kids in cages, right? You still have that. Um, and these people go missing and how are you going to claim them if they're not American citizens, you know, they get lost in the system. And then for all, you know, they could be in some Island, you know, like Epstein. somebody or somebody's house, you know, doing slave labor, basically, you know, they're not going to pay anything and nobody yeah. would know. It's you can just say, that's my maid. They live in my house. They it's don't know any English, man. you know, it's a dark world out there, man. Uh, and it goes back to, you know, him almost almost getting kidnapped. That kind of 
There it is, man. O- opens my eyes to what could have been, in, you know, what this man's intentions were. Because I was 10 back then, but, if, you know, if that shit would have happened now, it would have probably killed him, you know, killed the, the, the sure. kidnapper, you know, like, without hesitation. For sure, right. man. Well, yeah, his father's a man, and we're not going to take, we're not going to put up with that bullshit. Exactly. But here in Sacramento is a, lot, is a big thing, too. There's a lot of, like, black and Hispanic women that go missing. But they don't get the attention the Gabby Petitos and the Lacey Petersons get, you know, obviously. Uh, and that's, a, that's something we have to, you know, I think talk about more as well, you know, something that gets kind of thrown under the rug and makes people yeah. uncomfortable, you know? And that's because we're disposable, I think, you know? In, in their eyes, yeah, but I mean... Yeah. Basically, you know? Like we're, you not, know. we're not worth the news, you know, especially Rasa. I mean, I think Blacks have a little have a little bit more going for them when it comes to that because... You know, they have BLM, you know, they have BLM and, and BLM, not, not the movement, but the organization is backed by a ton of corporations. So once you have a corporation behind you, it's a wrap, bro. I mean, you can do whatever you want. You know, I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the founders and, and organizers, you know, who started BLM, you know, they, they got multiple properties now. And the irony is that, you know, they're, uh, they're uh, Marxist and socialist, but they got like four properties. You know, but us, we don't have anything. We don't have any kind of organization that backs us because, you know, we're a lot of us, our, our community, you know, people are not documented. So why, what interest do we have for people other than basically exploitation, you know, when it comes to working? You know, even, even, those, who are, even those who are born here, a lot of times we're not even seen as American citizens. Exactly. So. Real. Like I'm, I can imagine where you, you know, the work that you do, you know, I'm sure you get a lot of that shit from mm. people that, uh, you know, you help out or you, you cut their, you know, their lawn or whatever and shit. I'm sure they probably assume that about you, you know. I mean, they do, but then once they, they hear me open my mouth, I mean, it's a different thing, you know, or when they hear me on the phone, you know. Uh, That's good. Yeah, but I don't, you know, I brush it off. I really don't care. Um, Doesn't matter as long as you get paid, right? Exactly. At the end of the day. And I'm like the biggest cat in town right now for what I do. That's, that's what's up, man. So, I mean, at the end of the day, money's money. And, you know, I have the freedom. So, so if, you know, it's a, I like what I do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, people can, you know, look at it some way, some kind of way, you know, they can assume, assume shit. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. Because I'm, I'm like, as a person, I'm fast giving a fuck what people think. When I was younger, I did care a lot, but now it's just like, I don't care, you know. You know, I really don't care because I'm probably never going to see that person again in my life, you know, or whatever. Yep. Um, no, I mean, that's how yeah. you should be. How do you think, um, you think we'll ever get on, on, on the map there, you know, like as far as getting, you know, organizations that will back move, our movements and because that whole thing, I mean, the you know missing, exploited children and missing children at the border. I mean, that's a big issue. Um, it is a big. It's issue. a big enough issue to have a big organization back it, you know, or a big movement. To hey, have you heard of that? Um, the YouTube channel they started uh, finding hella bodies. They started doing rescue missions and stuff. But at first, they were just um, rescuing like cars. They're just trying to get cars like from like lakes and the rivers and stuff. 
But as they were doing that, they ended up finding, you know, hella, like, missing bodies and stuff like that from, like, hella years ago. Fuck. And now they're they're doing that now. They're dedicating themselves to do that now. That's crazy. Do you think it's just... And it's like a, it's like a YouTube channel. Like, they're, they're not, like, professional, you know. Oh, shit. Well, they are now, but, like, you know, they're just doing their own thing, you know. That's crazy. Who do you who do you think is behind all these dead bodies? Do you think it's a circle or do you think it's, it's something bigger than us? Um, I don't think it's a serial killer. I think it's probably it could be, you know, organizations that exploit, you know, people and shit. Like I said, if you're disposable in their eyes, I mean Right, for like or, you know, so. corporations see see people like that, you know, disposable. Yeah. You asked why do they see us as disposable? Is that what you, is that what you, was that a question? Nah, not really. Nah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's just how they see us. That's just how they see people. Not me, but that's just how they see people. Yeah. Right yeah. And, I, and I, I think that's that's why I understand people who are more socialist leaning or more Marxist leaning because they they are right on that on that extent, you know. But I always tell people too, if you feel like you're getting exploited then what the hell are you doing there yeah that's up to you you know you gotta, you know, get out of there yourself no no one's, you know, no one's holding you there yeah it's exactly. not slavery it's not like you it's not like they have you you know yeah you choose you choose, to, you choose to be where you want to be and that's what i realized in the past year so i'm just working for myself now there you, know? you go and somebody somebody will the counter argument to that would be well you know it's not a choice when you have to work for money and it's like well yes it's still a choice though you don't have to be where you're at you you can you dip like on I, go somewhere else I had a conversation yeah. with somebody because I'm always getting DMs, you know, from people whenever I post stuff. And there was this one dude who, uh, who was, uh, you know, telling me how, how uh, it was because it was about the case, the Rittenhouse case, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking about how it went from, you know, from that to capitalism and how the system's rigged and how really you're never going to re- really be able to do anything. And uh, like I told this dude, I was like, if you apply yourself, you know, you can, you can, you know, accomplish, you know, really it, it just, the difference between us and, and I'm us, you know, culturally, the Rasa, whatever, and whites is that whites, they prioritize their businesses. They prioritize their, their, you know, their goals. And a lot of Rasa doesn't do that. We prioritize family, hanging out, chilling, kicking it. So, I mean, you're going to, you're going to get what you put in, Right. right. Yeah. especially and i get it you know if you if you work hard and you're working your ass off all day you're not gonna want to oh, keep the again and <laughs> and uh, and work on a work on a goal i mean most people don't want to do that so i get it but it's it's not necessarily a system thing it's a cultural thing and it's hard for people to hear that because then you're the problem right and nobody wants to be told they're the problem right so this guy was like, oh, you know, he was laughing at what I was telling him. He's like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to just go out and find the, the capitalism tree. I was like, I'm not telling you that, but I'm sure you have talents. And if you apply those talents and people like what you're doing, then people are going to support you, right? And eventually you can profit off of that, right? And he's like, no, I, 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 what he was saying is that we need a world revolution for social." to work and i said so you're telling me that it's more realistic to have a world revolution than you applying yourself and creating generational wealth right you're gonna wait on somebody else to do something for you as opposed to you doing it yourself it doesn't make any sense to me 
Right. He's doing more work trying to find the easy way out than he would to be. Exactly. Exactly. No one's coming to save you. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry, buddy. You know, you're not going to have a world revolution. It's not going to happen like that. You got to freaking, you know, do something. But I like the way you, uh, and I I heard that interview you had with Jose Ramos about the difference between Hispanic and and Asians. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That was pretty powerful, too. You know, because you said that, you know, they have no, you know, we're kind of like in the same boat because, you know, we're both minorities, right? But the difference is that they kind of apply themselves more when it comes to the books, making them more successful, you know? And, you know, you got to think generational, you know? Yep. A lot of people don't think like that. They're, they're, they're all business and no play. Yeah. Definitely. And that's by enlisting good habits and good values they bring over from their countries too, huh? Yep. Pretty much. You know, that, that's, that's what ends up happening, you know? And so it's a cultural thing, you know, and, and for a lot of us, like I said, you know, we, we, we don't, we don't apply ourselves when it comes, or even if we have talents, we never showcase them. That's why I always support people and say, you know what, hey, go go and do that. I mean, like, you know, like, even if it's just for fun. I'm always trying to share people's stories, you know, on my thing. That's my platform too. I'm, I'm trying to do it that way too, where it's okay, you know, like they're doing this. I'm going to share this if I like it, you know, because I respect the hustle, man. And, and like, I'm not going to share, oh, you know, brown man got, got killed by the cops. One, what the fuck is that going to do for me? Two, we already know that story. You know, it's right. happening. everyone's going to post that, right? And three, that's also a narrative. It's a false narrative, you know, that, that doesn't happen every day. I mean, that's, and that if you focus your energy on that, as opposed to, you know what, hey, like, and let's say, even if that was the case, let's say the hypothetically, because that's what this guy was arguing with. He was telling me, you know, that we actually are more victimizing, you know, than the whites or whatever. Let's say the hypothetically, that was the case. Okay, so and what? What are you gonna what are you gonna do about it? All right. You gotta get yourself you know, out of there. Are you gonna cry about it and be like, you know what? The white man is gonna keep me down for the rest of my life. Dude, come on, man. You know exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't keep shifting the blame and shifting the blame. I mean it's not it was not gonna work, you know, it's not gonna work 10 years from now, it's not gonna work 15 years from now when it is gonna be it's gonna be more of a of a class you know lower class middle class higher class exactly, it's, not race exactly. Thing, you know? it's always been a class thing always been exactly and that's what people fail to realize they're too busy looking at shit you know because of the news news tells them that oh you know a lot of people just get brainwashed easily and they just get uh they eat up whatever gets fed to them and that's why i ask them questions you know why do you think the way you think? And if and then you, they start to realize themselves, fuck my my logic is is flawed. Right. You know where does it come from? You know, and that's why I started this whole platform, man. Because I kept seeing that, and I, I was tired of it. I was like, man, like so many talented people, right? Even if you're a socialist and you're always talking about socialism, you're obviously knowledgeable enough about it. Go write a goddamn book about it. Sell that shit. Exactly. You know, the irony is that you can sell you can sell something about socialism in a capitalist country and make money out of that. Now, if it doesn't sell, then I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Go and do it again. Exactly. I like to believe that. Not, not to, exactly. I, and I say that because 
when you have that mindset, you're in control. Yeah. You know, you're in control of, of your, of your, uh, of your outcome. I mean, not your outcome, but at least your effort, you know, you're, you're in control of, of the situation. And if you don't get to that goal, whatever, at least you fucking try doing it as opposed to, well, you know, I got to climb this ladder and I got to climb that ladder. And then it's like, come on, I don't even want to be around people like that because like you fuck up the vibe, dude, for real. Like it just, for me, it just, it's not, it's not it, man. You're looking at the obstacles instead of like yeah. jumping through them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Pretty much. So let's wrap it up right now. You guys Good. have any, any, any last words, anything, any last words? Like I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? I mean, anything else you guys want to share? Uh, well, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, it was a dope conversation. You know, we just kind of talked about random shit. And I think for those who, uh, you know, who have been following me for a long time, you got to see me in a more, I guess, relaxed, less like political. And even though we kind of got into politics too, just the more, you know, I guess the human side of me, because you know, people have a certain image of me on the internet. I know I'm not like fucking famous and shit, but you know, uh, people already see certain certain things about me. And I think it was cool to just really open up about anything. I think you kind of started that with with the Mike's Mystery Mansion when you first opened it up and you asked me those questions too. But you know, and us that we've been you know knowing each other for a minute now, really getting to talk to each other as just homies, you know, and not okay, you know, here's a here's Mike from Mike's mystery mansion. No, this is Mike. Like this is Harry, you know, just two regular dudes. just like me, you know, just chopping it up. So I just want to say thanks for that, man. Yeah. That's what I kind of wanted to do with this episode and with the last episode we did together. It's kind of, you know, get you out of that, uh, out of that, uh, you know, talking about politics and talking about, you know, what, what we usually talk about and just kind of get, you know, like, like I said, a more human side and yep. kind of tap into that more. Uh, sure so yeah i'm glad you came on man we definitely gotta have a, a part two you know but maybe brown brown nine six will join us next time there you go man we, we can have a you know uh the history of uh Rasistan or whatever but now nah, you guys got you guys definitely gotta get more lives though you gotta get out there you know because i think you guys got a good thing going on with this thing you know it's it's definitely what i like about it is that it's not really centered around anything you know, I know, I know that can, that can be, sometimes that can be like a uh, problematic because you're like, well, what are they talking about? You know, but it kind of opens up many avenues for different conversations. You know, we talked about Squid Games, we talked about, you know, music, we talked about so many things that, and especially now today with, with COVID and, you know, and then the internet and, and for people who really have a hard time connecting, I think, I think these, these platforms that we have, are kind of doing that. I mean, I would have never met you guys if it wasn't for my for my platform. You know, I would have never met you guys if it wasn't for Brown. You know, I, I would have never met Brown if he don't have his own podcast. I mean, all of this has been done through the internet. So there's people out there, I think, that have a lot of things to say. And I think when you have a platform where you can just get on and just talk about anything, you know, and and not worry about stepping on night shows too, because there's a lot of folks who don't want to talk about they don't want, they want to talk about it, but they don't want to because they don't want to be seen a, a, in a certain way. So I think you guys should definitely get on, on more IG lives and just kind of shoot the shit, man, you know? And, and yeah, we'll definitely do that. I mean, we'll definitely go on IG live. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about it, but yeah, we'll definitely start, start doing that and just kind of shoot the shit. Maybe it's about a random topic. 
or maybe yeah. just do it maybe just do another you know we'll do the podcast one day a week and do it live like another day yeah. of the week you know just to shoot the shit for sure and it's gonna help you guys grow too it's gonna help you guys you know be more exposed and i mean just just you i mean mike i mean i, I know you're longer than you know than harry you know but i remember when you first started coming on to rasa stand you know on the comment section like you were just basically nah i can't get on i can't get on you know like i'm just do commentary now you have your own podcast bro Oh yeah. You've grown so much in the last, you know, what, six months that I've known you. I mean, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I, I was so obviously joking around. I, you know, no? throw jokes in there in the, in, in, in the commentary. <laughs> he froze up. I think he froze up. He froze, man. Yeah, I like this because it, it oh, helps shit. me like you a little bit. You know, I I, I could like talk and shit. And like you know, it's it's shit that I wouldn't I wouldn't really be do like on the regular, you know. Exposing me to to different people and shit, different points of views and exactly. all that. That's what it's all about. The day. Exactly. Hell yeah. And and I think yeah, I think I'm gonna learn guys, something new every day. You know. I think you guys can do the same thing for other people. You know, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's listening to your stuff and you know maybe wants to come on and ask you questions but doesn't know how to do it. Right. You know, you can have a new. It's crazy how like this is gonna you know continue to inspire the people. I mean that's the goal for me too, to inspire people and just help them out. Yeah, we definitely gotta get out there more. I mean, especially with us, you know, as, as brown men, you know, we gotta put our name our name out there for ourselves. And that's right. You know, kind of be the pioneers of, of something new. You know, it's, you know, it's always something new, but you know, we definitely gotta take advantage of the system instead of letting the system take advantage of us. There it is, man. That's, that's a good way to close it. There you go. <laughs> that was uh, that was it guys i mean thanks next week we are going to be joined by cousin isaac we're going to be talking about veganism and a whole bunch of other stuff there you go. Gonna be the all righty peace out all right thanks bro thank you